You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. It's the Mixed Martial Arts Hour with... Mixed Martial Arts Hour back in your life on this Thursday, November 9, 2017. Welcome, everyone. I'm Ariel Hawani back inside our New York City studio. If you were paying attention very closely this past Monday, I hinted that we may be talking one more time this week before, of course, next Monday's show. And I hinted that we'd have something potentially very special for you. And I know a lot of fans were looking forward to potentially hearing from the new UFC middleweight champion George St. Pierre on Monday's show. You have come to expect the biggest guests on Monday. And that was the plan. But then we were told that there was a chance Mr. St. Pierre could join us in studio, face-to-face, mano y mano. I have not talked to him face-to-face, mano y mano, since 2013, since prior to UFC 167. So I took that opportunity, and here we are, my friends, in a matter of moments, on this very special Thursday edition of the MMA Hour. We will be sitting down with the one and only George Rush St. Pierre. He will be in studio talking to us face to face. One of his first interviews, if not his first interview, I'm going to claim it's his first interview since becoming the UFC middleweight champion just a couple of days ago. Of course, you know by now, Madison Square Garden, Saturday night, November 4th, one of the greatest nights in the history of our sport. George St. Pierre defeated Michael Bisping to become the UFC middleweight champion. And in doing so, he is now just the fourth fighter in the history of the Ultimate Fighting Championship to be a champion in two different weight classes. Randy Couture, BJ Penn, Conor McGregor, and now George St. Pierre can add his name to that list. And it was a four-year layoff. He returned for the first time since 2013, submitting Michael Bisping, which is no easy task in the third round. What a performance it was. I cannot wait to speak to him in a matter of seconds. Also, after George St. Pierre will be joined in studio by one of the rising stars in the UFC's middleweight division, the one and only Paulo the Eraser Costa. Bohashinha will be joining us in studio after GSP. How great is this? And if you're looking for the MMA beat after all of that, two beatniks, two panelists, Jeff Wagenheim and Danny Segura will join us to recap an amazing week in the sport. There's a lot of news that happened yesterday. There's so much to discuss. So there is something for everyone on this special Thursday edition of the show. But let us not waste any time. Let us welcome in right now to the studio for the first time, the pride of St. Isodore, the pride of Montreal, the pride of Canada, the one and only George St. Pierre. Let me stand up for George. Yeah. Wow. Unbelievable. What an honor, George. Thank you for having me, having me here. This is amazing. This is an unbelievable honor. Thank you so much for coming. You look fantastic. I'm trying. I, I, it's a PR day, so I had to dress up a little bit. You're doing a lot of PR today? Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of interviews and talk shows and stuff like that. You were in New York, obviously, for the fight. Then you went home to Montreal, and now you're back? Exactly. You didn't just stay? It's only an hour away, right. so uh, I felt the need to go back to, to my family 
my friends, and uh, yeah, so I did it. This is amazing. I can't believe that. You know, I haven't talked to you face-to-face. We've spoken on the phone a lot, mm-hmm. but face-to-face since 2013. So it's great to see you in the flesh. What True. do you think of my studio? You like it here? Fantastic. You, I like the decoration. <laughs> you recognize this guy over there? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You remember that picture? I remember it very well. It was not the same guy that you're that is standing in front of you right now. You hate. I mean, that it's picture? the same guy, but he's yes. not in the same state of exactly. mind. Exactly. Do you, do you not like that picture? Uh, does it does it make you feel weird? Like, does it bring back it, bad memories? It, it bring back bad bad memory because it's it was not an happy moment of my life. Right. Um, and um, now things have changed a lot sure. since then, and I'm in a much happier place right now. You were coming off a win. That's the picture right after the Johnny Hendricks fight. It, it was a win, but uh, you know I, I was winning fights back in the day, like Nick Diaz, uh, Hendricks. But but it was I was not happy. I was right. like, I, I, you know, it was not like it is right now. That guy right there in your mind. Did you think you were done? Did you think you would never fight again? I'm finished with this. I'm tired of this. It's I, over. I, di- I didn't know okay. at the time, uh, but things has, has changed. Right. And because of the things has changed, uh, it made me want it to come back. Okay. Like yeah. what? A lot of things. Uh, the, of course, uh, the problem with the performance and ends right. the drug and the sport. Uh, a lot of the stuff in my life, the infrastructure of my life was very complicated back then. Uh, what do you mean by that infrastructure? I, I, I built up a gym to okay. do my private training session. Okay. You know, I, I didn't have that before. I didn't have access to a private facility before. So I had to make my schedule around the gym and it's normal because the gym is there to make money for right. the, you know, their, their members. And now I, I really organize it organize my my life in a way that it's very much well suited for me okay how many times have you watched the fight Uh, with Bisping uh, a few times and I'm gonna tell you why because I wanted to watch it for my personal uh, critics but also because I get uh, after the fight I went to the hospital yeah Uh, people don't know that I I was not at the press conference and I'm gonna tell you why Uh, I had a very very bad uh, uh uh, injury in, okay. in, in, in the back of my head. Oh. And I didn't know where it came from. Okay. And uh, while I rewatched the fight, and I think it's in the, I'm not sure 100%, but I think it happened in the first round when I had my first takedown. Okay. And I was holding Michael Bisping's legs. He, he held, elbowed me, but uh, the elbow hit me right in the in a particular spot where it's the, the basal uh, region of the back of the head. That's where there is a little bone that attached to the spinal core. And uh, that's why I, after the fight, I could I couldn't even tie up my shoes. You know, my neck could couldn't even move. I had an incredible swelling in one of my muscles, in the muscle of the back of my neck. And during the fight, when I was on the ground, it was very hard for me to to posture up to to strike because I couldn't even do that. Wow. And even even now, if you look at me, like my head goes good, good this way, but this this way, I'm 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 restricted a little wow. bit. It's still it's a lot a lot better than it was, but it was very painful. It so that's crazy. the reason why you went to the hospital. Yes, I went to the hospital because when he hit me, I kind of saw blurry a little oh, wow. bit. I don't know if I had a concussion or something. You know, it might, it might have been a concussion. And, and uh, when I keep, keep fighting, because when it happened, obviously the survival instincts uh, kicks in. But when you watch the fight and that particular uh, thing, it, it looked pretty insignificant. Mm. 
But when, it wasn't insignificant when when I received the the shot. It, was, it, it hurt me very bad. It's not the force of the blow. It's right. more the 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 precision of it. It's not Michael's fault. Fault, you know. You're in the the heat of the moment. You fight. I would probably have done the same thing. It's it's nothing wrong with that. It's just that it happened, and it, I wanted to know where it came from. You are very cerebral, like the way you break things down. I think that you are one of, if not the most the smartest fighters in the history of the sport. You don't get enough credit for that, for your fight IQ. And so I'm wondering, when you watch that fight, when you watch yourself, the way that you break yourself down, are you happy with that GSP? Are you happy with that performance? I'm happy, but I could have done better. Really? You know, like I could have done worse also. Sure. Um, yeah, so so the way I break that fight down, it's uh, we were expecting Michael Bisping to try to bully me, to come hard, straight from the beginning and use a sprawl and brawl uh, mm. tactic, so to speak. And he didn't do that. He, he used a lot of movement, that which caught me off guard. The first round I was feeling very good because he was holding more his ground, you know, like he was moving, but he was more old, holding more his ground. So I was able to exchange with him going in and out. But he made a very good adjustment in the second round. That's when people start saying I was getting tired and stuff. It's, it's not because I was getting tired that much. It's because he, ma- he was ma- making me missed a lot. Mm-hmm. And he was countering me. Because in the first round, my overhand right was working very well because I was countering his jab with the overhand right. And he was holding his ground more, so the takedown came, more, came, came easier you know, with, without as, spending as much energy. But in the second round, his coach probably said to him to move more. And I was not prepared for that kind of, of fighting style. I was, we didn't train for that. All my sparring partners, there were a guy that were trying to take me out, you know, and they were coming straight at me. And it, it cut me a little bit off guard. So it, going back and losing the second round, I, I came back in the corner and I had to readjust myself coming for the third round. So Freddie Roach told me, he says, now he's countering your overhand because he knows you're going over his jab. He's countering your overhand by going with a straight right hand. And, and I got clipped a couple of times. So he said, now what you're going to do is throw your right hand and come over the top with a left hook. And that's how I knock him down yeah. with uh, a counter to, to his right, right hand coming with the left hook. And that's how I got, I got him. And I know that once he, I got him down, I tried to finish him with strike. But at one point... I knew that if I would have only tried to finish him with strike, I would empty my gas tank. So I, I know by studying tape that Michael Bisping liked to stand up by going belly down on four point and stand up from there. So what I did is I gave him a little bit of space instead of trying to hold on to him like I did previously and wasting my energy because he's a bigger man. I give him a little bit. Of, I strike him, and I see I couldn't take him out with a strike because he was recuperating very well and defending himself well. So I give him a little bit of space for him to turn belly down and try to stand up. While he did that, he had a split second that he exposes back, and I and I sink the rook. It's like you're you're reliving it right now. The the yeah. the detail that you recall everything is just incredible. Yeah, I mean, when you fight a bigger man, you can't go sure. like this. You yeah, know? you have to to use different tactic. And in the past. I had a lot of critic for not finishing the fight and I wanted to finish so much that sometime I was trying to force thing. And I think I, I truly believe in mixed martial art. If you try to force thing, it just doesn't work. You know, there's a, a whole saying that's, that it goes like this. Say, if you try to knock the guy out, it's not going to happen. Yeah. You have to let it come. Sure. And I was not tr- 
trying to knock him out. And I was just trying to hit him and be accurate and fast. And when the left hook come, boom, I knock him down. I was like, I was surprised just as my, like, I was like, oh my God. And, and that's how it come. You know, it's always like that. When I, when I knock out Hughes, Matt Hughes with a leg kick, same thing, Jay Heron, it happened just suddenly without any warning, you know, and that's how it should be. Uh, towards the end of my uh, previous run, I was trying too much. Mm. And when you try too, more, too much to force things, it doesn't as happen as much. It doesn't happen as, as, as uh, it's not as good. The consensus seems to be that you did gas out, that you got tired. You're saying you didn't get tired? I got tired, you of did? course, because I tried to finish the fight with strike. But in the second round? In the, in the second round, I, what happened is at one point, I knew that something was wrong. I, I Because he, was, he changed his tactic. Yeah. He, he started moving a lot and he was making me miss. And when I missed, he was countering, he was okay. countering me very well. So I was thinking, I was like, I was like, I'm not going to try to follow him as much. I'm going to let him a little bit run instead of trying to stay on him all the time because it's not working. So maybe it's, it was like seen as a, maybe a, 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 how do you say in, in, in English, the best, the best the regime, you know, like low, yeah. like your uh, energy went so, down. So, so yeah. went down. I know I was losing the round and I'm, it was only the second round. I knew I won the first round and I knew that if, I try to overcome it too much. He's a bigger man, obviously, with the extra weight. If he clipped me good, it's, it would be very dangerous. So I said, you know what? Maybe I give him the round and I will recuperate for the next one. What was it like being, I mean, it's unprecedented what you did coming back after four years. We hear about ring rust a lot, octagon rust. Did you feel the same or did you feel initially like, oh, this is, this is a little foreign to me? Place where I felt a little bit ring rust was on the ground. Okay. Uh, and the reason is this. Uh, all the other situations, striking and everything in, in the middle, even the grappling, it was good. But the striking from the bottom was, uh, I, I felt a little bit ring rust because I didn't really practice it. There is no way you can practice ground and pound in practice. You, okay, know? you cannot yeah. practice yourself getting elbowed in the face. But right. in practice, if you do that, you, you, you cut yourself, you're out for the fight. Right. So I felt a bit of a little bit of ring rust in, 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 in that particular area. Um, uh, of course, you know, s- also I've tried, I try sometimes to load up too much that, that overhand, overhand uh, right uh, over his jab. That's a little bit of a sign of ring rust, you know, but, but all the, all the, all the fight, all the, the place in the fight, all the thing in the fight that I do in practice, I was not so bad. It's just that I would say the, the ground and pound and, and, from the bottom, I was a little bit ring rust because I haven't done it for so long. You know, I've been grappling sure, but sure, with sure. The, the elbow strike, pushing the head and stuff like that. I haven't done that for, for a long time. So I should have, my, my coach, John Danauer told me to practice it more. And I kind of not ignore him, but I was like, yeah, I think I'm good. I don't really need this, but I should have listened to him and done it more because it's very important when you're on top, you have to control the inside right. and, and control the hand so you don't get <laughs> elbowed and sure, sure. and you don't end up having scar like, like I do. Um, so uh, it was a mistake of my part. What do you prefer, fighting at 170 or 185? Like with, with that extra weight, how did you feel in there? That's another thing. Uh, it's been six months. I tr- I was shov- shoving food down <laughs> yeah. my throat. People didn't know what really happened. And I was sh- forcing myself to eat like really? like crazy, like five, six times a day. Gosh. And uh, I was eating on a, on a particular specific diet, you know, to, to gain extra muscle mass. What happened is I was walking around about 197, 198 pounds. And when I came to uh, uh, New York to to make the weight, I was at 185. I made weight at 185. 
it's like my body refuse refuses to go up to go back up where it where it was before it went back to 191 pound like my muscle the muscle memory of my body maybe so to speak went back to my not my old weight because I st- 191 is still bigger than what I was before but it didn't I didn't came back up all the after way. the weigh-ins yes I, oh. I the night of the fight I was 192 wow I was not 198 where I wanted to be wow your and body I just tra- kind of shut off yeah and in the morning of the fight I tried to force myself to eat to put it all back and I threw up my breakfast. Really? Yes. I, I went back in my room and I threw up my breakfast and I, and I called my nutrition coach. I said, man, I threw up my breakfast. He's like, it's not so bad. You know, it's uh, the importance, your, your hydration, your electrolyte. We're going to make sure you're well hydrated. I said, yeah, but I'm not very hungry. It's like my, my body was shutting down. Wow. I couldn't, I couldn't uh, recover. It's the first time I've done this in my life. So maybe we did some mistake. Uh, but the importance is that I felt good. And even when I was trying to put on some weight during the, 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 the weeks before the fight, I was, especially in breakfast, I was forcing myself to eat my, my four eggs, you know, because I have a quantity of eggs to eat. And even sometimes after two eggs, I was like having like reflux, you know, like, like I was tro- chewing up my breakfast and this happened like pretty much almost every morning. I felt like I had to chew up, but I forced myself. I was like, wow. And then try to eat it and, and it was very hard. It was a, it's not a very healthy to eat like this. So now what I do is I'm, I'm, fa- I'm fasting now. Oh really? Yeah, I've been- Nothing? Uh, I, do, I do one day on, one day off, one day on, one day off. I'll do that for one or two weeks because I need to clean up my intestine. I had like very severe cramp uh, during my training camp like, and, and it was very hard. You know, I, was, uh, I couldn't sleep some, some night. I was uh, having cramp. Wow. I, I had like, because of the stress probably and all that. Uh, and, and it's not an healthy way, you know, when you try to, to feed yourself like crazy and force it, it's not natural. And, and uh, I did it because I wanted to gain weight and, sure. and I, needed, I needed to put the muscle mass to, to be able to fight a bigger man. How much you weigh right now? Uh, about 192 maybe. So uh, obviously I was going to ask you at some point what's next, but you shouldn't fight at middleweight if you feel that way. Why would you ever uh, do that against yourself? It's, it's in, in my contract, I have to fight Robert Whitaker, but you know, it didn't go that bad. If you see, if, if you look at my fight, you know, it's, sure. it's you know, I, I was, maybe I was smaller, but I was faster. I was, you yeah. know, I felt more athletic. I felt, you know, I had, I had an advantage in certain area, but maybe on a size and a weight, uh, department, I was not, uh, in, in my advantage. But if you're feeling that bad going into the fight, the cramps and throwing up and forcing yourself, that's not very enjoyable, is it? Well, I threw up my breakfast, but then after my, my, my nutrition coach, Jean-François, he says to me, he said, look, he said, don't force yourself, eat. The importance is that you're well hydrated. You're well hydrated, so just go as you, as you feel. And, and I went like this and I, okay. felt, and I felt good. You were it's ver- just that I, I tried to put too sure. much weight. That's my problem is I wanted to mentally to be big. But the important, the important is not to be big, it's to be... Fit. Fit and well hydrated. You were very honest. It's the first, th- first time I've done it, Ariel. So right. maybe I made a mistake. You know, maybe it's my fault too, you know. So we learned from it, right? One of the fascinating things going into the fight was how honest you were. Uh, in particular, there was a documentary that aired on TSN called The Mind of GSP. And you said how much you are afraid at times to lose and to, to fight. And you don't particularly enjoy fighting. These are things that go on in your mind. I hate it. Yeah, You hate it. You hate fighting. Yes, I hate it. Why do it? Uh, why, why come back to why it do if it? You hate I'm, it? I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna try to explain it the best you can, the best I can. I, I then people they all, all only see the good, the positive, the big, the big picture. They don't see the big picture. I mean, they see me now happy. 
the good thing about fighting, the lifestyle I have, I love the lifestyle that I have. Like, give me the freedom. Uh, uh, I can train. I have a martial artist life. Like, like I live like a samurai, you know? Mm. Every day, I try to reach perfection. I try to be the perfect fighting machine. Even though perfection is not perfect, but I will try to be as much as I can, as much as I can obtain to be. Uh, it allow, allowed me to have the freedom to do whatever I want. So if I work hard, I will have good result. You know, you, you, you're a result of the symbol of your work. And that's what I love about it, you know. And, and I have no boss. I do whatever I want, whenever I want, with whoever I want. And the only, there is no perfect job. The only uh, bad thing about my job is sometimes I need to fight, you know, yeah. I need to go and fight. And, and uh, fighting is fun. Uh, but the the week of the fight, the uncertainty of fighting, uh, the fear of of being humiliated, because we do a crazy job. You know, there's two guys that get into a cage, and there's only one guy gonna be reward of victory. Yeah, the other guy that will lose will do all that for nothing. Right. You know, and the odds are relatively fifty fifty. Right. So it's always the fear of being humiliated of losing. Uh, the fear of done that I have done all these crazy sacrifice for nothing, and this is crazy. This is all, almost unbearable. You know the week the week leading leading up to the fight, you're very stressed. It's unbelievable, and I don't like that part of my work. I hate it, especially it's mostly the waiting part. Mm. You know, I love I love fighting when I'm in the gym and I train with the guy. I love exchanging knowledge. I love training. But when I'm fighting, the, the 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 pressure of it, it's 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 crazy. It's unbearable. I I hate it. But if I pass that, if I go through this, it will allow me to have the lifestyle that I love to have. You know, my 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 freedom, my my lifestyle to train like a samurai, to be able to be like a like a train like a martial artist to pursue uh, the the great thing in in in, in my career. Uh, so there is no perfect job. I'm sure there's things about your job that you yeah, that you dislike. Right. But you like your, I, I like my job more. There's more positive thing about my job than negative. So that's why I'm doing it. So what was it like in the locker room on Saturday in the hours before the fight? Oh. Was it worse than normal? Oh, you, that was crazy. First, how nervous were you? Let me tell you about this. Let me tell you about that. So. Before I le- before I left for the the medicine score garden, I have yeah. my last meal. Okay, I'm eating, and I hear the guy speaking. Like in my crew, in my team, there's most people that speak English, but there are people that that speak French, right? Because I have sure. French francophone background. So I hear them speak. Don't tell George. Blah, blah, blah. Oh. So I go I go at the table and I'm like I'm eating. I'm like, is uh, Amen one? Amen is a tr- oh, training yes. partner of mine. And and. And they're like, everybody's looking. He's like, no, he got knocked out. Uh, I'm like, shoot. He's like, is he okay? They're like, I don't know. I think so. I'm like, man, that was to be very bad. Yeah. So I finish eating and I'm like, damn, is it, you know, I, one of my training partners sure. lost. Unfortunately, I feel very sad for him. So then I go in my locker room and then my other training partner who's in my locker room, jo- Joseph Duffy fight. And he's doing well, but yeah. he got clipped with an uppercut. He got knocked out again. I'm like, oh my <laughs> God. Then there's another guy in my locker room, Mickey Gall. He oh, lose too. Oh my gosh. So I'm be- no, I'm start thinking is like, is it a, is it a, a, a freaking curse in my in my locker room? You know, because sometimes when you before a fight, you become a little bit uh, how do you say like uh, um, 
you know, like these things, like they, they superstitious, get, superstitious yeah, you yeah. know, like, man, I'm in a bad locker room. Yeah, I have yeah, like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. a curse locker room. Everybody's losing. So I'm thinking, I was like, no way. It's like, not, not me. <laughs> me, I'm going to put everything back on track. It's like, I'm not losing this. I tried to convince myself, no way I'm going to, I'm going to do this. So then we're warming up for the fight. And we're, now I'm with, I'm with my trainer. We're, we're thinking, it was like, okay, um, now there is a... Uh, the, the two ladies are fighting. Yeah. Uh, normally, ladies, like, n- not all the time, but uh, there is less percentage of knockout yeah. and finishes in ladies uh, than, than men sometimes because the, the, the power, the, the woman is, uh, is, is normal, is different. So I'm thinking, okay, it's going to be a five round. And then the, the, the other guy, yeah. TJ, and, yeah. and Cody is going to be a five round too. So I'm going to have good time for warm up. Oh, so okay. I set my warm up to, to have a good time, time. for warm up, like at least an, like, a good 40 minutes. Then the fight started. Bang! Rose knock out uh, Joanna. I'm like, oh my God, okay, <laughs> let's go. Then I finish wrapping my hand. I go crazy. I start warming up. And then after uh, TJ, boom, knock out Cody. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm freaking out. Try to, to accelerate my warm up. Then they called me out. Everything from there went very fast. Okay. Was it weird not wearing the gi to the cage? It looked weird for us who yeah. were watching you. Yeah, it was a weird because I have a kind of a ritual that I do normally before the fight. I I. I yeah, I put my gi yeah. in front of the mirror with my, my bandana and I'm talking to myself. What are you saying? I'm, t- I'm telling you, I'm, I'm talking to myself in the mirror, trying to convince myself. This is like a routine I do. Nobody knows this. I, I'm, t- I'm telling myself, I look at myself in the mirror and, and I'm telling myself, I said, I said you're, you're, you're the best. It's tonight is going to be your night. You're going to win. You're going to win this because you're better than him. Try to Get, pump me up with something to get positive stuff, you know, even though I'm scared as hell, you know, and, and I have doubt in my mind. I try to make myself positive and pump me up, try to, to make me believe that it's impossible for me to fail, you know, and then I'm walking in. And then when I get out of the locker room, that's when normally the, the walkout start, yeah. you know, and, and I, I always do the same thing. So I know that the UFC guys come to pick me up in the locker room. So I always time it in a way that, when they come to pick me up in the locker room, that's when I go take a, I, I, I go piss one more oh, time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I put my cup yeah. because you don't want to put your sure, cup sure, before sure, because yeah. you have to, it's you know, it's, it's a tie cup. You have to yes, attach yes. everything. Then I put my cup, then I put my pants, and then I put my gi. But now I didn't have my gi. So what I did is I, they say, just appear two minutes. I said, okay. And I went, I went to the, I went to the bathroom. Then I put my cup. Then I look myself in front of the mirror and I said, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make a story tonight. Nah, nah, nah. I'm scared, but I tried to convince myself. And then I take the walk and I, did, I do my thing. You know, That's how I did. So you just said, I'm going to make history tonight. I'm the best this and that. This is the discussion now afterwards. You're now just the fourth man to hold the belt in two different weight classes. You come back after a four-year layoff. You didn't lose the welterweight title. Can you tell me definitively, do you believe that you're the greatest of all time now? Uh, did you did you put an exclamation point? You've never tested positive, no PEDs, right? Uh, it's, it's a good question, but I'm going to tell you something, Ariel, and I'm going to be very humble in my answer, and I'm going to tell you what I truly believe is the truth. I, that's the, the truth about fighting. And, and when I started fighting when I was young, I remember I was young and a little bit different up here. You know, I wanted to become f- the best fighter because I wanted to be the strongest man in the world. As life goes on, it taught me different. There is no such thing as the strongest man in the world. It doesn't exist. There's no such thing, that, such, such thing as the greatest. You can be the best, but you can lose. For example, you can have the best football team, the best soccer team or baseball team, 
it's the best team, but it would lose to a team who's not as good that night because that particular night they didn't play the best game. Mm. So the important in the in, in this in this sport is not to be the best fighter. And there's one thing that I'm very good at. I'm very good to be good when it counts. That's one of my best quality as an entertainer, as a performer. You know, you can call it a fighter or an entertainer. I'm very, very good to turn it on when it's time to turn it on. That's one of my best quality. There's a lot of guys who are very good, but when it's time to pull the trigger, they can't do it, they're free, freezing, or mentally they have issue. they have this. Me, I'm very good to be good when it counts. And if you talk about the fight with Michael Bisping, last Saturday, I fought Michael Bisping in a fight. I won. At that particular time, that particular place, I was the best man that night. It doesn't mean that if I fight Michael Bisping tomorrow, that, will, that I will still have my hand raised. Maybe he will beat me next time. Um, there's odds, as always. Mm-hmm. Maybe nine times out of ten, I will beat him, or maybe, one, maybe 50% of the time, or I don't know. You know, we make up our own odds in our head. I'm confident as a fighter when I'm going to a fight that I'm the best. But for me, it's not important. It's important for me that at that particular time, I fight the best fight that I can fight. That's what I focus on. I'm not focusing on, oh, trying to convince myself I'm the best because it's, it's irrelevant. The best team, the best fighter can lose sometime. Okay. There's no such thing as invincible person, you know? Everybody can beat everybody at any given day. And I've learned that in my career against Matt Serra. Mm. I've learned it the hard way. Yeah. And uh, that's what sometimes separate uh, a, a, a good fighter than a bad fighter is if he, can he pull the trigger when it counts? Can he perform under the light when time come to perform. That's what makes difference. Michael Bisping isn't the first fighter to accuse you of taking steroids, but he got very personal going into this fight. He, Do you feel like he crossed the line? And was it personal? Did you want to prove to this guy that, okay, you said a lot, I'm going to shut you up. Did it ever feel, because you did a good job of really not saying much. You never took the bait. Yeah. He, you know, my, he accused my, you of a lot. My, my position against performance and anti yeah. drug is... is, 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 is I, Everybody knows. Yeah, well documented. And he, I don't believe he even believed it himself that okay. I take steroids or that I took steroids. I never took anything in my life. Any, any, I never took steroids in my entire life, you know? And the, the thing that people don't understand is I'm not against steroids. Be careful. Now I'm going to say something. I'm against steroids because in our sport, we sign an agreement mm-hmm. that we agree to perform without a uh, bio, bio, biological weapon. Yeah. You know, but, like we, we agree upon that. Yeah. But if you're, for example, an actor, mm. you're an actor in Hollywood and you, need, you have a role that will give you millions of dollars and you need to, to gain, uh, I don't know, 50 pounds in, in, in one month, maybe you have no choice to take steroids. Uh, I try to gain pound to, to gain weight, musc- like muscle mass in, in six months. You see what I did? It, it messed me up a little bit. My body, you know, it was very hard, but I had to do it because that's the way I signed up for, you know, uh, or, or if you're sick, if you have an uncurable disease and you need to do, take some steroid to, to feel better. Or if you're old and your testosterone go down and health wise, you need to do it. <clears throat> it's okay. I'm not against it. But for a sport, for performance, I am against it because we sign up, sign up an agreement saying that we're not going to use any 
help any extra illegal weapon. That's why that's why I'm against it in our sport. But if it's for a well-being, for a other kind of situation, I don't mind. It's medicine. It could be medicinally uh, helpful for certain people. Speaking of agreement, you said just a couple minutes ago, in my contract, it says I have to fight Robert Whitaker. You mentioned this before the fight as well. Yes. But when you were asked by Joe Rogan in the cage and, and even today, like you don't say, I am going to fight Robert Whitaker. You say it's in your contract. The middleweight division doesn't believe that you are going to fight Robert Whitaker. They think that you're either going to leave, drop the title, do something. Can, tell us. Can you the middleweight division did not believe I was going to fight Michael Bisping either. Okay. And I did, and I win, and I, throw, and, I, and, I, and I win in a good fashion. Can you say definitively that you will fight Robert Whitaker next year? Uh, it's a lot of things. I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't say because it, it's a lot of force now. In, in, uh, what do you mean by force? There's a lot of different things that can change. Uh, mixed martial art is a sport that um, change all the time. And, and like I said, I wanted to come back to, to make a story, to, to do something that never been done before. I know it's in my contract. But you never know. Dana can come back with, with some proposition or what, whatever. I don't know what's You want happen. to fight him? Does this get it's you written, excited? It's, it's written in my contract. If it gets me excited, I don't know. Like, I mean, he's an, ex, he's an excellent fighter and he was in Montreal before and he's an incredible martial artist. He has a lot of respect for you. He he's a great champion. Yeah, he, yeah. He, I have only positive thing to say about Robert Whittaker. But you're not going to go to Australia to fight this guy, right? <laughs> I don't know. That's crazy. Uh, look, I, that, I just finished a, a very hard fight. Sure. Uh, uh, I'm still uh, bruised up a little bit. My neck, I still feel. I, ne I need some vacation. I'm going to go on vacation, clear up my my, my Where are we going? See what, what, what. Can I come? <laughs> I'm gonna go somewhere exotic where with, no one knows with, with the beach Good. and sand where nobody knows <laughs> exactly it. run away from this yes, yes, this yes. old circus of mixed martial arts I don't blame you <laughs> is there any chance this is your last fight is there any chance or can you say definitively you will fight again I don't know I'm very happy now okay. we'll see I'm very happy you know like I, um, uh, I wanted to take a, one fight at a time one solve one problem at a time and from there take a decision you know and 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 I did this. I think it was good for the UFC. They made a lot of money, and it was good for me as sure. well. It was good for Michael Bisping. Yeah. Michael Bisping is someone that I that I really admire. He's incredibly brave, and he's a true example of determination in the sport. You know, like he's he's the man. Like he went he went very far. You know, he's in, he's incredible. And um, I was very honored fighting Michael Bisping because of, of his mind. He was very outspoken about like, performance-enhancing drug. He said a lot of things about me. I don't take it personal. I truly believe that he said it to make the fight more exciting. Actually, I should have said thank you to him because we <laughs> sell a lot of pay-per-views. Yes. So, what, so you can't say for sure, though, that you will fight again right now? I can't say for sure anything. anything. I, I, I don't know anything. Do you I, want to fight Conor McGregor? This is the fight. <laughs> Everyone comes up to me this week. I want to see George fight Conor. Does this interest you at all? Why, why are you bringing, bringing it on? Everybody is asking me this question. Tell me, tell me, you're not the only one. It's like, I, I always ask, I say, why is everybody is asking me this question? You know, like, because he's competing he's in different weight classes than but I Maybe meet at 170, because he's fought at 170. I, it's, it's, he said a lot about you as well. I, I, I'm not the kind of guy who's going to, you know, I, as a fighter, I don't challenge guys that, compete in, in Small. smaller weight class division. I think it make it make you look bad, you know, like I don't I don't want to do this and 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 I'm I'm very happy for Connor. He he uh he raised the bar for all of us. You know what he's been doing it's it's a it, it, he raised the bar for all the fighter, you know and and he does it for himself but he does it for all of us at the same time. 
uh, even if he maybe he doesn't realize it, he does it for everybody. And I think it, it's uh, it's good for the sport, it's good for the fighter, good for for everybody. When do you think you'll decide what you'll do next? I'll take a few weeks, and, okay. then, I'll, and then I'll decide. I have no uh, desire to hold on the title and freeze the division. Okay, that's not what I want. That, so there is that, a chance you might say goodbye to the division and the title as well. That's there's possible. a chance that I will fight Robert Whitaker too. I don't so, know. Okay, right you now. really don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, nice try. <laughs> it's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. It's like a fight, George. You know, it's like I'm, a fight. I'm Bob Ole, <laughs> Bob and Weave now. That's Bob right. and Weave. I, I do not know. Okay, uh, I don't like to say things uh, like. I do not know. And uh, Dana is the boss. We'll see what's going to happen. And, and uh, I just need some vacation now. That's when I, I burned out last time because I was like, try to think too much ahead of time. And sometimes we try to think about ahead of time things that you're thinking about. You're wasting your energy because they don't even happen. Right. Two last very quick things because I know you have to go. And uh, by the way, I'd, I'd love to see you at Le Stade Olympique in Montreal. Imagine that, 70,000 people watching you fight. Mm-hmm. Montreal deserves that. It would be amazing. Um, Two last things. You you know, Tim Kennedy tweeted when you won, hey, the, the MMAA now has two champions on its board, TJ Dillashaw and George St. Pierre. Now that you're champion, will you try to make changes in the sport now that you have that power? We try, we try to recruit a lot of people. Um, and we do, we do that not to, to create problems for UFC. Sure, sure. We, we want to elevate. Make it better. Yes, to, uh, to make it better. This will happen... If it's not today or tomorrow or in, or in six months or in a few years, it will happen at one time. If we want the sport to grow, it will happen. It's just there is a lot of force now in uh, trying to pulling uh, uh, fighters in different dis- direction. You know, like oh, ultimately what we want, we all want the same thing. We want to have a better fighting, con- better condition, and better sa- salary, and and. and and I think it's fair. It need to be fair for everybody. Okay. Four years later, you happier? Yes. You should change the picture and well, take, a, a take, the, take a good one now. With the belt. Yes, the exactly. exactly. And I saw you go to the YMHA in Montreal and, and uh, give it to your coach over there. A place that I used to hang out yeah. as a kid all the time. That was beautiful, giving I, your coach the, the belt. I, I gave every single of my belt to, uh, except one belt I kept for myself in my house. But every belt that I gain, I give it to someone that helped me down the line. Because the belt for me, it's not really what is important. What is important is the souvenir that I keep of that memorable night. Sure. Um, this nobody, a belt, I, I can lose it. Someone can rub it, can rub it to me. But this memory that I have, this moment, it's mine. And even though sometimes in life you have a hard, a hard time with something, I can always close my eyes and remember that moment and it will give me a, a smile. And this is something that nobody will ever be able to take it away from me. And so my, my last belt, I gave it to Victor Zeberman, who's my wrestling coach. And uh, I think it's the first time I saw, I saw him smile in my life. He, he was very happy. And, and I've been training on, under him for uh, more than 15 years. He, he's, he's, very, uh, he's a very hard uh, coach, but uh, I think he... He was hard with me and all the guys because he wanted to make the best out of me to come out. And uh, I'm very thankful to him for this. George, I'm so happy for you. Congratulations, my friend. Really, you are an inspiration. Thank you very much. You are a role model for Canadians. Canada was so happy to see you back. Uh, it's, it's an amazing thing. You know, you know how highly I think of you. So it was really nice to, to see you come back after all this time and perform like you did and win and smile and, and do it your way. So congratulations. Right. Felicitations. 
thanks to you, Ariel. You, you always be very kind with me, and uh, man, you're the best at what you do. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. I remember UFC 65. I went to a bar in Montreal, Champ Sports Bar, to watch you beat Matt Hughes before I was ever. Uh, a journalist and the place erupted and it was that moment where I said I want to be an MMA journalist because one of our own a Montrealer was doing what you were uh, doing and so cool. it, it was an inspiration for me so congratulations thank enjoy you. it you're going to the New York Stock Exchange now so enjoy that yeah, as well I got, a, I got a lot of stuff going on thank you George I'll, I'll stand up here thank you so much for coming in it's thank you guys honor. the one and only George St. Pierre and we'll talk to you soon okay keep All us right. posted thank there you. he is the UFC middleweight champion what a beautiful moment what an honor what a privilege to have him in studio can't thank him enough for stopping by he is is, in my opinion, the greatest of all time. He did what so many thought he could not do on Saturday night. He is now the UFC middleweight champion. And like I said, he is one of just four fighters in UFC history to hold a belt in two different weight classes. Amazing. Randy Couture, BJ Penn, Conor McGregor, and now George St. Pierre. What a great moment. And honestly, I mean, to have... This is, this is not just MMA royalty, my friends. This is Canadian royalty. This, I mean, the, the Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, tweeted about this man. Congratulating him. At Canada, dot, the, the Twitter feed tweeted, congratulations to him. This is not just another fighter. You see what he means to Canadians. You see what he means to the sport. You see how fighters react to him. Uh, Paulo Costa coming in in a matter of moments asked to take a photo with him. This man is revered, is, is, is idolized by everyone. And uh, certainly fighters, he has played a big part in the evolution of the sport. One of the first to wear a suit to press conferences to, you know, hold himself, present himself with class and dignity just, uh, you know, what more can you say? So we'll see what happens. Non-committal. We'll see where he goes from here. We'll see if he fights again. We'll see if Robert Whitaker gets that fight. It's going to be an interesting story to follow. So we do need to update that photo because that does represent maybe, it's a great photo taken by Esterlin, but maybe we need to update it with the, uh, the photo from Saturday night, him winning the middleweight title. All right, how much fun was that? That was amazing, but we do have plenty more show for all of you. I am very excited about this. We speak about the uh, middleweight division. George St. Pierre is obviously the king right now, 185. But there is a man named Paulo Costa, a.k.a. the Eraser, a.k.a. Bohashinha, who is a budding superstar, who is the future, in my opinion, a name that we will be talking about for a very long time. And now he is going to join us in studio. How great is this? You talk about a legend, George St. Pierre. Now we bring a future legend, a Brazilian legend. Please come on in. There he is, Paulo Costa, maybe the most Hi, nice good-looking man I've ever Thank seen you. in my life. How about this? Amazing. And Eric Albaracin, his, his, almost like his spiritual advisor, his wrestling yeah. coach, his right-hand man. Eric, it's so great. You flew in from Phoenix overnight to be here in studio. So thank you for coming in. Thank you. Thank you, Paulo, as well. I mean, wow. You're, you're here in studio and uh, you just fought on Saturday. Why are you still in New York, by the way? Why didn't you not go back home to Brazil? Yes, I'm here to, to know the city, to... Uh, in vacations is is the simple is vacation with my girlfriend here to to uh, walk for uh, the start of liberty and and know some place here. First time in New York? Yes, first time. You like it so much? It's amazing, right? Amazing! It's a wonderful city, and I love this city. Uh, by the way, did you have a chance to say hello to GSP? Yes, yes. I, I, I'm see. I saw that uh, he there, 
and he's a very nice guy. And did you watch him when you were younger? Did you know who he was? Was he a, a role model for you? Uh, Ele era um ídolo para você yes, quando você era mais jovem. Of course, of course. Uh, Uh, watching JSP in TV, so this is uh, <laughs> very important for me. Uh, shake his hand and talk uh, about the fights, about about the the match awards with him. Was Saturday night, so you beat Johnny Hendricks Saturday night yes. at Madison Square Garden, the most famous arena in the world, one of the best cards in UFC history. Was that the greatest night of your life? Yes, of course. The 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 the, the biggest fight of my life. And the biggest names, uh, my biggest opponent, opponent name too. So Johnny Hendricks, uh, I'm I'm very glad to, to Johnny Hendricks for this opportunity because he's accepted the, the fight in the same time when he listing my name, and he come he come to fight. So um, I'm very uh, grateful to Johnny Hendricks for for this opportunity because he's a former champion. Yeah, he's not. Uh, he's not just anybody. Yes. So he's a, a very, very big famous. Do you feel like your life has changed since Saturday? Do you feel a difference in the way? I think, you know, I was watching uh, football on Sunday and, and Tony Romo, who's a very famous football yeah. uh, player and announcer, he even called a player on, 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 on one of the teams, the eraser. Yeah, and so I, I was listening to this and, and maybe he was watching the fight on Saturday. Yes. Like this thing is catching on. Yes. I feel like people now, you know, it's different from the last fight in Brazil. It feels like doing it in New York on this card. Do you feel that as well? I, I feel this. Uh, the The... The things happen very more fast here in in America mm. of my my country. Does that see faster? Yes, faster. Mm. So my my name now my my name now is in the top fifteen oh. ranking. So after this fight, so I think uh, this is a great opportunity. Is I change my my uh, my position right right in in, in the UFC. I want to go back to the beginning okay. and correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I, I read that when you were young, around like 15, you used to get into a lot of fights. You were kind of like a shy kid. And that's why you got into martial arts because you wanted to defend yourself. Is that accurate? Is that true? When you were a kid, you were timid. People were bullying you. That's why you started. It's true. It's true. In, in my, my school uh, in Brazil, uh, we, we have uh, many... Bully guys, yeah. you know. So uh, I I start training to def to to learn how how defense of these guys, and I start in training Muay Thai at nine years. Oh, nine years! Nine. Wow. And at twelve, I start in training Jiu Jitsu too. Why were they picking on you? Why were there you know bullies bothering you? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think he don't he don't. Uh, Uh, like me, I, I don't know why. <laughs> you think these people now know what you're doing? Você que acha que esses mesmos bullies sabem que você está fazendo agora? Yes, I, I think uh, I think they know. Uh, I I I keep a, a, a relationship 
Oh, with with, really? with one or two guys, and now he, he, he they they are very nice guys. They love you. Now. <laughs> they love you. Yeah. Yes, that's right. They're not going to mess yes, with you. No. Were you a small kid? I mean, now you're just like a physical specimen. But we're, yes, when when uh, I was a kid, I was When I was a kid, I was small. Okay. Yes. Your your father and your brother played uh, football, right? Your father. Yes. Your father was amateur. Your yes. brother was professional. Yes. Why didn't you go down that route? Why didn't you become a football player? Oh, I don't know why, why, but uh, I try uh, play football, but I have um, many uh, very skills to fight of to to play football. Okay, I, I don't know why, but I I think is like this. Eu acho que é isso. Eu tenho mais habilidade para treinar jiu-jitsu e treinar artes marciais do que lutar. Yeah, he had more skills to play to do jiu-jitsu and start MMA than to play soccer or football. Were your parents in favor of you? Going into fighting, did they want to see you do that, or did they try to get you to do like more traditional sports like football? In the beginning, yeah, uh, when I start, he doesn't approve. No, no. But uh, after after my 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 great results in Brazil, I'm I'm former champion of two big events in Brazil, and my mom my mom in special, he say okay. He, if if you do you want make this uh go ahead wow yeah. okay so then they gave you the okay yeah it's okay. the approval <laughs> yeah now 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 she's approved why did you decide to become a an actual pro mma fighter like it's one thing to train muay thai jiu jitsu but yes. to do this as your career because you used to do real estate right yeah the real estate yeah and was antes vendeu casas porque você queria tornar and you liked it from what i understand you like being a real estate agent right Yes, but uh, this is my my job to uh, Yes, it was his job to support, to support his career, to support my career, oh, okay. support my trains because my family is not a uh, rich family, you know. Okay. So I need uh, working hard to to pay my supplements, to yeah. to pay my my training. So I I make this job to to support my training. Now you have money, right? You got a bonus. Yes. You're fighting. Do yes. You feel a lot more comfortable. Yes. What is it like to have this money now? Yes. O que eu vou fazer com o dinheiro agora? É isso. Oh, como você está sentindo? Você ganhou muito dinheiro. Performance bonus. Yes. It's very pobre. Yes, it's very important because now I I I have a calm. I have uh, time to to training to focus in my career. Yeah. I don't I don't need more. Um, uh, teacher, um, if dollars, uh, teach, uh, give lessons, per personal yeah. training. Okay. I, I don't, I don't, uh, need more. And I, I can focus all my time, my full time in, in my career is very important for me. And, but, but I, I not, uh, like uh, expense so, so much is, I, 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 I like, uh, uh, vestir uma boa roupa e ter comprar um bom carro e comprar uma boa casa mas nada mais que isso I like to wear nice clothes buy a nice car buy a nice house not too much more than that right uh, simple things you know yes. uh, MMA fans may not know this or UFC fans right now but you were on Tough Brazil 3 with Vanderlei and Chael but then you didn't go into the UFC right after the show yes so first what was that experience like being in the house with the cameras and all the drama with Chael and Vanderlei? Did you enjoy that? Because it seems to me like it's a miserable experience. Yes. Did you enjoy being a part of that? I don't enjoy uh, a lot. No. No, <laughs> no because 
uh, I, I'm stay there for 40 days and 40, 40 days. Wow. Jeez. And, and don't have a cell phone, don't uh -huh. have nothing, don't have TV, don't have internet. So stay in, in the house with, uh, 16 guys. I, I, I don't see there before. So, so, so day before and it's not a good experience for me, but like, uh, personal is, I'm I'm grow up like huh. you know como pessoa é bom mas he grew as a person it was good for that yeah it's because matured right because I think yes do you think that's why you didn't do well on the show because you didn't enjoy it because you weren't happy because you're undefeated as a professional but on the show you lost yes do you feel like that's why because you just weren't in a good place yes this is a big problem because I need uh, make way in a week uh, every week yeah so. Uh, I have a problem because I'm I'm a, a very very muscular guy, mm. and uh, my, my weight is like two hundred ten. So in, in the show, I need make weigh in every every week one eighty five. Wow, so it's a big problem. Wow, and I feel very weak. You know, uh, very tired to to fight, and I think this is. Is a uh, my foi foi meu maior problema lá dentro. Is. That was the problem with me being in there was the constant fatigue from having to make weight. Yeah, every It's, week. Right, it, it, it drains. Um, often when there's like a young superstar or someone that they think could be very good, they'll sign him and he'll go into the UFC even though he didn't do well on the show. Were you surprised? Were you disappointed? Were you upset? that you didn't get into the UFC right away, that after the show they said, okay, thanks, but no thanks, and you had to go fight elsewhere? Yes. I, I'm, I'm, uh, eu fiquei muito triste uh, depois que, eu, que o show não me chamou, que o UFC não me chamou depois do, do, do show. Mas eu continuei treinando, continuei uh, fazendo minhas coisas e fui galgando meu espaço e conquistando os títulos nacionais. Yeah, I was very sad that the UFC didn't call me after, but I still... Looked forward, I kept the path, I kept training and conquering more Brazilian titles. Yeah, and, and you did that and you, correct me if I'm wrong, you were actually called when Anderson Silva was about to fight Uriah yes. Hall and they said, you want to fight because Silva had the gallbladder problem. Yes. And you thought that you were finally going to make your debut on like five days notice, but then after one day, Uriah Hall said no, right? Yes. So you were that close. Correct. You were willing to do it. You were willing to fight yes. on five days notice. Yes. And then he said no. That has to be devastating too, right? That has yeah. to be very upsetting. No, no. No? No, no not because uh, I, uh, in this moment, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm in preparation for my fight in Jungle Fight, the okay. fight for the belt. One week after this uh, this fight okay, so, so you were ready yes I, i'm keep focusing in my fight but uh it's of course i i i like to fight against or how in ufc but in the same the same time i'm keep my focus in my my fight one one week after you know but you're so close to making yeah, so it finally <laughs> that wasn't frustrating yes i you but um eu sabia i knew I knew I, I, in, in the short time, uh, my time uh, will be calm. Okay. You, know? you knew that they were looking at you, that you were on their radar. So that was some kind of yes. consolation. Yes. Right? Exactly. Yes. Okay. Exactly. And then you get to fight, but you get to fight again uh, in Brazil, somewhat short notice. Was it short notice the first fight in the UFC? 
It was somewhat short notice, right? Against Gareth McClellan. So, primer luta. Yes, yes, yes. That went well. Of course, the second yes. fight went well. When did you learn how to speak English like this? I feel like the last time we saw you, like in June, mm-hmm. you didn't speak any English. Yeah. Is that to him? When you started learning English like this, the first time you were not Yes, I came here to America to train for four times. So, this is... Upgrade my English. Yeah. But I, I study English in Brazil because I, I know the importance of speaking English here. And I will study more to, to speak more in the, the next time here. But it's very important. But I, I, I'm very dedicated and, and focused in, in my, my goals. And this is uh, my, my, my next goal, speak English with fluence. Let's, let's talk about the name for a second here because it's okay. fascinating because uh, your brother was the big rubber. Yes. You're the little rubber, yes. right? Yeah. Bohashinha. Yes. But then at some point you decided, okay, for uh, the American fans, it's a hard name to pronounce. Yeah. So I'm going to go with my real name, Paulo Costa, yes. the eraser. Yes. This man showed you the movie, yeah. right? Yeah. With Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. You sat there and watching, you're like, okay, I'm in. Yeah. This is my name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he made He's a mad scientist. He's doing deeds. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you feel comfortable with that though? Because Bohashinha yeah. is your name. Yes, yes, but Bohashinha is very Brazilian name. Okay. Very special for, for our Brazilian because is uh, some some words in, uh, some Brazilian words is very difficult to translate sure. for English. Sure. You know? Uh, you you say um, every words in Brazil with uh, finish with inha yeah is like a video yeah but English is is I think is very hard to to understand but uh, the razor have a same parecido it's same a, meaning yeah same meaning because. Yeah. Erase, uh, right? Eliminate. So, yes, yes, eliminate. In, in borracha, bora, borrachinha, or borracha in, in Brazil, in Portuguese, is uh, have the same mean, like uh, erase. Yeah. You know, yeah. you, you can you can use to flexible, flexibility, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or erase. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the same. It's amazing. I think it's a brilliant. Here in yeah. New York, Madison Avenue, they brand things. I think it was great for you to have this coming out party with the new name. Eric, let me ask you. Yes. You've trained Lionel Machida recently, the Pitbull brothers, Big Nog, Little Nog. You've trained uh, Henry Cejudo. You're with him right now. He's getting ready for. You you, recently, you saw him on the Ultimate Fighter Brazil, right. but you only started working with him for this camp. And you're a wrestling coach. I mean, that's your your base. So for Hendricks, it makes a lot of sense. Why are you so high on this man? Wow. Uh... I knew once he got in the UFC that he'd be fighting a wrestler, so I sent him a message, and he wrote me back. When he got finally got Jenny Hendricks, he came out uh, to Arizona. I invited him. I said, come on out to Arizona. We'll get you ready. And I was so big because one of the first days, <laughs> I showed him a move, and he started drilling it in front of me. And go, he was going to the wrong leg. It was a defensive move. I said, no, you can't do it this way. You got to do it this way. He's like, are you sure? Because I do it this way. I'm like, listen. I'm the coach, I'm telling you. I, I got Olympic champions on yeah. the team. Listen to me. So he goes out there, wrestles one day the, uh, these ASU Sun Devil wrestlers, and he takes them down the way he wanted to do it with the wrong leg. And then after he did it, he goes, oh. He goes, sorry, I did it wrong. But he got the take. But it worked. At me, I'm like, is he messing with me? Is he, is this, it's like I told you so, but in yeah. a nice way, it was funny. 
Then he did it again on another move. Henry was showing a move to a like a high-level wrestler and goes, Eric, show me this move. I said, no, that's a black mobile move. We got to crawl before we can walk. That's too high level for you. <laughs> Next day, he goes out and hits this front, this chest like that two-time Olympic gold medalist showed us, Sergey Belaglazov, showed me and Henry. Henry was showing somebody he wanted to do it. I was like, no, you got to crawl first. Yeah. He goes out and practice and hits it on somebody three times against a high-level wrestler. I'm, I'm just thinking to myself, like, this kid's special. He's a phenom. He's a phenom. And that's why I'm so high on him, because in the one in one or two practices, this guy was taking people down. And I was like, wow, this kid's going to go far. So okay. I've trained those guys, and I yeah. can tell. Yeah, you've been in there with them. Speaking of the phenom, Vitor Belfort, you've trained with Vitor in the yes. past. And you wanted to fight him. Yes. because But well, he's not happy about this. Yeah. Uh, what happened? Because uh, I trained with Vito for yeah. two times. Yeah. He, he called me, but I'm not uh, his friend. You're not his friend. You're not his friend. No. And and he he's not my friend too. Okay. <laughs> Understand? Yeah. So and I am professional. Yeah. UFC call me. The me call me call, come from not not for me for Vavid is my yeah. my my agent. Yeah. And he say, okay, we have a, a new fight for 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 Paulo here, uh, Vito before, against Vito before. And oh, what do what do you think about? Uh, I, and Valid call me and say 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 that for me. And I say, oh, of course, let's go, mm. let's go now. What mm. time? When 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 is the uh, this fight? And, and Valigi call again to me and say, okay, let, yeah. let's do it. And Vito say no because he's a. Uh, uh, he, he come now. I, I don't know why. Because because uh, why Vito don't 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 like this fight. But too much to lose. He's too younger. Oh, of course, I can understand yeah. why. The same way I thought it was a mistake for Johnny Hendricks to fight you. I was surprised that Johnny Hendricks said yes to you. It's it's a great fight for you because he's a yes. name. It's a great fight for the UFC. But yes. for him, I think it's crazy. He should be fighting older guys because he's yes. a little bit older. Because he, he don't he don't feel fear to fight. Right, that's true. But so you think that Vitor was afraid to fight you? I I, I think so. Wow. And do you think that he felt betrayed that you would say yes? You trained with him. I brought you in to train with me. How could you say yes? Do you feel that at all? Você está sentindo que ele está sentindo que você traiu ele? Ele levou você para treinar com ele? Não, não, porque ele. Ele fez o mesmo com Anderson? Yes. Ele fez o mesmo com Anderson Silva. Mas Vito, uh, Vito call me and pay me and when his fight um, he call me when he will fight uh, quando ele ia lutar contra o Chris Weidman. Uh, the he first time. when he was going to fight Chris Weidman. Oh, okay. Yes, but but the fight is done. Yeah, yeah. Chris Weidman. Yes, Chris Weidman enjoyed his yeah. his ribs, and he don't he don't say with me again. He he, he okay. go for for house and and that's it and uh, let me there. So oh really? Yeah. Wow. Where in Florida or in Florida? Really? And and, and don't, don't talk with me more and like. Uh, It's not not good. Okay, not, not good guy for me. So you still want to fight him, or you move past him at this point? I know, and we'll get to Derek Brunson in a second. But do you care about Vitor at this point, or are you are you finished with Vitor? Yeah, I, I, I not have. Apesar disso tudo, pode falar. Okay. Apesar disso, mesmo com ele fazendo isso, eu não tenho raiva dele. Não. Yeah, I don't. Have, I don't have a hold a grudge against him, even though he did that to me. Okay. I'm not angry. Yes. Okay. I'm. I'm saying que lutar ele. Oh, I, I'm. I, I like to fight against the top ten. Yeah, that uh, that makes yes. sense. 
Do you feel uncomfortable when people talk about your looks? Yes. You feel uncomfortable. Yes. You don't like it. No, no, I like, I like. Oh, you yes, like, you I like. Yeah. I feel comfortable. Have you, do, have you done modeling and things like that? Você já era um modelo? Não. Never? <laughs> Never. That's shocking. Uh, Essas <laughs> camisetas que você tá... Yes. No, no oh, Instagram. Eu vi você yeah. No, yes. Uh, uh, I make a, 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 some f uh, pictures. Photo, yeah. Yes, some photos. Yeah. To, to um, a grief in Brazil. Okay. But... Uh, just a one job. It's okay. Not, it's not my. You can make a lot of money doing this. You know that, right? Yes. I, I, yeah. I can feel about. Yeah. Think, I feel like. Think about. I, I'm sure, like all day. And I know you have a girlfriend, right? Yes, I have. Okay, but I'm sure there's people that come up to you all the time. Does that make you feel uncomfortable? Um, no. It's good I, to be loved. Yes. It's I, good to be loved. I, I understand, like uh, fans. So. Yeah. They love Just you. The fans, yeah. I, I was told this great story. I hope you don't mind if I bring it up. You, you, I think Eric was with you too. You guys were at Costco, yeah. which is a big uh, uh, yeah. grocery store. <laughs> you, <laughs> thought, you thought you were yeah, at Walmart. Walmart. You yeah. thought you were at Walmart. Yeah, you guys are, you're, you're going around and you're, you're, you have a massive, tell, tell us the story, Eric. You were there, right? Yeah. <laughs> I really did. Well, they're right next to each other, Walmart and Costco. Yeah. We were in Costco. I hadn't been home for a while, so I didn't recognize Notice the difference, but yeah. two carts, you know, an hour of shopping food for this guy is a lot. Yeah. So we had a lot of food for the his camp. As I'm going to the cashier, I'm like, man, when did Walmart become bulk? And it was like, wait a minute, we're at Costco and you need a membership. They're not going to let us buy it. We're going to have to leave and leave. all this stuff was for not. And then I thought to myself, wait a minute, make sure you go to a female cashier. Yes. And just use your accent, tell her you thought it was Walmart, because that's, tell the truth. <laughs> yeah. And see what happens. So then I said, I'll be off to the side watching, because I don't want her to see me. Yeah. <laughs> so by the time he's getting through, the, by the way, this lady has white hair. Okay. White hair. Older. She's a little bit older. White <laughs> no, hair. No, yeah, yeah. She so had old. white no, hair. So old. She had white hair. No, very by the old. end, <laughs> he, she lets him pass, and she put it's her like number on the receipt. Wow. For him to call. Put her phone number for you? On the yeah, receipt. Yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. She, she had no problem that you weren't a member? No. She said, please, please. <laughs> I, I think we could have yeah. went back there and ate. Oh, my God. Got it for free next time. Wow. But she's not very old. She's like a 40. Oh, okay. Well, you call her? No. I thought she was... The hair was white. Nice lady. Nice lady. She yeah. was. Yes. Yeah. Does that happen a lot? Do you get a lot of phone numbers? People give you phone numbers? No, it's, it's not, not every time. Okay. It's like uh, sometimes. Good. I mean, it's good to be you. Yeah, I, 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 but but you're, you have a girlfriend. I want to yeah, make that I very have. clear. You're very happy. <laughs> no problem. Yes. Five years, right? Five years. Wow. She's, she, she understands. She understands. Yes, of course. She's very, very comprehensive. Very beautiful woman as well. Beautiful. You're both very lucky yeah, thank to you. have each other. Um, so after the fight... You say Derek Brunson, right? Yes. And then he says, and he, he's continuing on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, look how many tests. Oh, yes. he only does one. Yeah. But you've been tested 10 times this year, right? Yes. I, I'm tested, um, I think, 15 times uh, after I'm come to UFC. Yeah. The last month, the just left month, four times. Wow. So uh, when, when, You don't have anything else to say. You you make up excuse. Yeah. It, this is what, what Derek Bronson say now. Uh, Does he, it bother you to be accused of this? I mean, this is we were just talking to GSP about it. When if yes. someone says you're on steroids, yeah, it, you feel insulted. Does it bother you inside? 
Você está insultado? Você... Yes, of course, of course, because I'm fat clean. He's trying to take something from you. He's trying to discredit what you've done, right? Ela está te tentando destruir yes. sua reputação. Yes, but, reputação. but it's crazy because os is here for everybody. Yeah. Everybody is testing. So it's a... It's a... Derek Bronson talk a lot of shit of, about me, but he don't... He don't uh, because he, he, he have a fear. Uh. He, he, he's scared. Yeah. He don't he don't want fight against me, but so he he make a he create excuse ah you 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 not you not fight clean but he's crazy because um I have my my test in Usada mm. and I I call for for UFC Brazil to help me to to uh to send me all my tests to put in my my social media okay yes because I have more of 15 tests. Wow. <laughs> so you want to prove that. So do you, yes. do, you, do you feel like this is going to be a problem for you as you continue to go up that guys are going to say, no, no, it's going to be hard to get fights? Yes, I think no. I think... Eu acho que as pessoas não vão dar ideia porque não vão dar importância para o que ele está dizendo, esse monte de besteira. Yeah, they're not going to... They don't care what he's saying. I think they're still going to accuse him, but... Okay. Yes. Eles sempre vai ficar acusando. Yes. What about, I mean, Derek Brunson, is it because he just beat Leo Machida? Is there another reason why? Like, why did you pick him of all the middleweights? Yes, because he's number seven. Okay. And I think uh, he's a wrestler too. Um, like, but, but his wrestler is not so good like uh, Johnny Hendricks. Right, right, right. And he, he like, uh, Derek Brunson like, like uh, fight in stand-up. And I'm two, so and I, I'm not to have a question. I, I can erase him too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can. There you go, so I can erase you, but uh, I will not erase you completely because uh, I will make you famous. Wow! In my score, wow! My score of, uh, of knockouts, my wow. record of knockouts. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I yeah. love it. That's amazing. So, do you like? Have you heard anything from the UFC? Do they want to make this fight? Since Saturday, you came out and said Derek Brunson. Yeah. Usually, they like it when a fighter comes out and says, "Oh, I want to yes. fight this guy next." Yeah. Have they said anything to you or your management? No, not my manager. <laughs> uh, um, in the in the the same week of my fight, me and Eric and my coach. Talk about this. Who the, who is the, who who can uh, be the next uh, after my fight against Johnny? Mm. If I I, I won Johnny, mm -hmm. and when I finish my fight, I I say his name because okay. he's a, a good name for me. He's so hot. Do, he is hot. Yeah, I mean he's the a great one. Yeah, he's hot. <laughs> <laughs> But do you think that they're actually going to give you him? Do you think você that acha que você vai lutar ele mesmo ou você vai dar ele como adversário? Yes, I don't know. You don't know. Uh, I'm ready yeah. to fight uh, against Derek Bronson, against uh, top 10 fights, but I'd like to fight against him. Yeah. Uh, when do you want to return? Yes, I, I'd like to return. Uh, this uh, one more point good for fight against uh, Derek Bronson because he fights... Uh, One, one week before me. Yeah, yeah. So we have a time, time. to, yeah, to yeah. call it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think uh, in March. March. March is good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they're coming to uh, Belém, right? Belém in yeah, Brazil in, 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 in uh, February. February. Too yes. early? You don't want to fight in Brazil? I, I think, it's, I think it's, it's too early. Yeah. Would you prefer now to fight in the U.S.? Yes. Okay. Now I prefer. Now I, prefer. I, I, I like so much fighting in Brazil because the fans in Brazil is very hot and he, he push... Uh, our, our Brazilian fights 
But I think uh, Fighting America is special because we can show our, our working for more people. Do you feel like you called yourself a, the next Brazilian legend? Do you yes. feel like Brazilian MMA is a bit down right now that you have to bring it up, that yes. you're going to be the guy? Yes, exactly. Yes. I feel this. You feel it? We need uh, a, a new hero in Brazil because we have many legends of the, the last generation, but now we, we, we need to uh, renew yeah. this. And I think I am the, the, the biggest name to, to, to push this feeling. I'm I'm the biggest name to carry the torch. Right, yes. right. Um, of the great Brazilian legends, yes. Anderson Silva, Vitor Belfort, yes. Jose Aldo, Antonio Rodrigo Nogueira, which do you think is the greatest of all time? Who do you want to surpass? Yes. Right now, you know, of you have Yes, Brazilians. Who, of in your Brazilian opinion, is the greatest? In my opinion, Anderson Silva is number one. The number one. Okay. He's like a Pelé on football. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's the, the biggest name of all time. But McGregor... Come, uh, you love McGregor, right? Yes, I love. Yeah, yeah, McGregor because he, he makes history. Sure, he, he's unbelievable. He's also awesome, confident, confidence. Yeah, and he he speak what what he he think, and he's true. He's not a fake. Right. I, I have you ever met him? Huh? You ever meet Connor? No, never, never met him. Never, but I do like. <laughs> have you ever met Anderson? Never true. Never. Never. Interesting. Never. Would you ever fight Anderson? Was it, yeah, <laughs> it's a Anderson. Ah, it's a great honor for me. It's a great honor because it's my legend. Okay, so yeah. you would. No problem. No, no problem. It, it, it's it's good for me. Right. It's my my idol. My idol. So uh, I think it's it's amazing. It's a but. Uh, I don't know because he's a superstar and I maybe he want to uh, uh, make guys. yes yeah, yeah make a, a super fights. How long before you think that you're in the title discussion? Because right now we have obviously GSP, Robert Whitaker, Luke Rockhold, uh, Jacare, yes. right, Chris Weidman. So there's a, a a lot of guys at the top there who want. How long do you think you're in that discussion with these guys? I think uh, now my name is in top. 15? 15? Yeah, yes. what are you now? Yeah. What number? 15. 15, 15. okay. I think... Uh, Parabéns. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Obrigado. I think uh, one more fight to, to go to top 10. Okay. And one more fight to go to top 5. Okay. And top 5, I can uh, go to title shot. So like two more fights? Yeah, two, 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 two or three fights. Um, when do you go back home to Brazil? Yeah, I go next Saturday. Okay. Yes. Uh, where, where do you live now? Belo Horizonte? Belo Horizonte. Okay. And uh, so when you go back, what do you think it's going to be like? Like, do you think that it's going to be a big celebration for you? Yes. Yeah. It's a big celebration. Go to uh, the... Inside of country, you oh, know. Okay. I like yeah. to, to relax. Yeah. To clean my, my, my mind and recover my energy to to, to the next uh, the next challenge. You're gonna go on vacation or something? Yes. Where are you gonna go? Uh, to, to, to inside of country. Oh okay. Uh, the countryside is going. Yeah, not outside of Brazil. You wanna stay not home. Outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay yeah, yeah. Home. And be with your family as well. Yes. My family is, is inside of country. Oh, okay, okay. You don't live with them? No, no. Did you think that all this would happen to you? This like you're 26, right? 26. Did you think that this would be happening this early in your career, this young? Like, did you dream of this, or is it happening a little sooner now? Yes. Tudo está acontecendo muito rápido. Everything's happening fast. Happening yeah. fast. But uh, when 
I'm f- I make my first fight in UFC uh, in debut and again again my bonus. Yeah. I I I start believe I can. Okay. And but is a is a my dream is stay here uh, with you. Uh, Stay. This is your dream to be on my yeah. show. This yeah, is the dream for you. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> my dream too. Yes. Stay here and put my name in the ranking. Yeah. It's a, I arrived my dream and I'm very happy. But you know, we've seen this story before. You know, I, I remember there was a guy named Eric Silva, good looking guy. Everyone was talking about him, yeah. knocking people out. Yeah. And now, unfortunately, it didn't yes. work out. So yes. do you look at those stories and make sure that you're focused, that yes. you're not going to get distracted, that you're going to keep getting yes. better, surround yourself yes, with people course. like Eric? Yeah, yes. it's very important. That's the dream, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> very important. Yeah. So how do me about uh, with the great peoples, the, the nice peoples, um, keep my, 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 my head in the, the place, keep my focus. And train, train hard, train more hard for the next fight because the next fight is is ever the the fight of the life. Right, I think this, and let's go, let's go. Uh, vamos ver o que 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 vai vir para frente. Let's go for it. Let's see what's going to happen in the yeah. future. Uh, UFC is going to Las Vegas first week of uh, March for a pay per view. I feel like that's the perfect oh, place for you, right? Nice. Las Vegas. Have you ever yeah, been to I, Las Vegas? Never. Never. I feel never. like that's a great spot for you. Yes. For the next fight, you, you agree, like Eric? So I love Las Vegas. Yes. Always. <laughs> but it will be a nice unveiling sure. for him, right? A big yeah. card. Nice. Yeah, you like nice. that? I, I like that. Yeah, so I feel much. like this time next year we're going to be talking about you in the title picture. This time next year. Neste momento, ano que vem, tipo novembro 2018, vocês, todo mundo dá, ah, vai falar de você sobre lutar no título. Oh, nice. Yes. That is, sounds good. Very good. That sounds good. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Well, I wish you the best. Thank you. Obrigado. Thank you, thank thank you, you so obrigado, much. Obrigado, obrigado, obrigado for your You are the man, Eric. Thank you so much for coming me. in. You're the man as well. Shalom. I wish you guys the best. Shalom, my friends. You Shalom. did you did such a great job last Saturday. I'm in awe of you, really. You're doing so thank many great things. You're performing so well. You're a great ambassador for the sport. Thank I you, hope you get that fight against Derek Brunson. And, uh, you know, the accusations can stop and you yes. guys can fight and, and, and prove who's, who's the better man. Thank you for coming in. Thank and safe travels. Yes, appreciate absolutely. Appreciate safe travels back home. Joe over here is going to walk you guys out. Eric, thank you as well. Thank you for coming. You just want to stick around. You're having the time of your life. This is great. Thank you, Paulo. Thank you. All the best to you yeah, and your family. And uh, what what a star. Wow. Yes. Do you want to say something? Take care. How'd you like that? I'll make you famous. Yes. <laughs> it was great. This guy's like the, the mad scientist. Thank you so much, guys. There he goes. Paulo Costa. Bohashinha. Unbelievable. What a guy. A future superstar. A future superstar. And uh, really... Uh, I mean, what more can you say about that man? Wow. Just gaze into his eyes, right? In a moment, we appreciate him stopping by, of course. We appreciate Eric stopping by. Appreciate, of course, GSP stopping by. What a great day it has been. Wow, this has been a lot of fun. I could do this every day, right? Could I do this every day? Would they let me come in here every day? They probably wouldn't probably be a nightmare for them but it's been fun it kind of feels like a monday but it's not it's a thursday and you know what we usually do on thursdays we usually do the mma beat and i know that a lot of you are used to having the mma beat on thursday you like having the mma beat i like doing the mma beat on thursday and so much has happened so because we did this special edition with gsp with the future paulo costa we still wanted to give you an mma beat it's going to be a mini version of the beat we've got two beatniks here 
two panelists. We've got Jeff Wagenheim of the Washington Post. We've got Danny Segura, of course, the Colombiano himself of MMAfighting.com. In a matter of moments, they're going to be joining us in studio to talk about the week that was, the news of this past week, look ahead to Norfolk, what a great card that is. We talked about that a lot on Monday. So what we're going to do now is we're going to transition over to our exclusive Twitter feed. That's MMAfighting.twitter.com. MMAfighting.twitter.com. That's where we'll be doing the MMA After Hour and we'll be talking to Jeff and Danny about the news of the past week. Like I said, 217, Norfolk. Uh, we'll talk about Dominic Cruz being out of 219. Of course, Frankie Edgar out of 218 against Max Holloway. Yesterday was a bad day. A lot of bad news yesterday. Uh, but it has been a very newsworthy week. So we wanted to do that. So again, it's MMAfighting.twitter.com. MMAfighting.twitter.com. If you're watching us on YouTube, if you're watching us on MMAfighting.com, Facebook, Take a break from those. Go exclusively on Twitter. I tweeted out the link earlier. Again, it's MMAfighting.twitter.com. That's where we'll be doing the MMA After Hour. Really, it's the MMA Beat. It's a mini version of the MMA Beat. It starts in a matter of moments. Right after this, it's called the MMA After Hour. We'll be joined by Jeff Wagenheim and Danny Segura. Stand by. We're coming up right after this. Ah, uh, yes. The MMA After Hour is here. A mini version of the MMA beat. Let's bring in my two pals, Danny Segura and GSP. Dare I say, we continue to get better looking as the show goes on. We go from GSP to Paulo Costa to these two fine gentlemen, Jeff Wagenheim and Danny Segura. How great is this? Jeff, how are you? Danny, how are you, my friend? Good. It's good to have you guys here. I imagine your first question is whether I've ever, I've ever been a model. Yeah, a model, the phone number thing, yeah. that whole bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. And so usually we do the beat on Thursdays, as you guys know. wanted to do like a mini version of the beat because so much has gone on. Um, I don't know how much you guys heard of the GSP interview, but I'm just at most of it. Okay, I'll ask you first, Jeff. Do you think he fights Robert Whitaker? My what was gut, your impression? My gut, my gut says no. I mean, he was kind of he did. He was very good at, as he said, sort of you know bobbing and weaving at all the all your questions. Yeah, he didn't want to talk about retiring. He didn't want to talk about other possibilities. Um, my gut says no, but but I have nothing to go on other than sure. just that feeling. Just based on what he's saying and reading his body language, what did you think, Danny? I would say no. He, uh, when you asked him about it, I mean, he, he, the way he talked about Robert Whitaker, I mean, he was very respectful. He yeah. was like, you know, he's a great martial artist, but he didn't really seem too excited as, as perhaps maybe the Michael Bisping right. uh, fight that he really vouched for it. So, like, like he didn't come out definitively and say, okay, this is what's next. Yeah. He right. keeps saying it's in his contract. Exactly. Right. Which is true, which is a fact, but he's not actually committing to it. So let's just say you're Team GSP, you're Dana White, you're the UFC. What do you, like? What what is the best spot for GSP? What do you want to see him do next? If I'm those guys, I want him to to take the biggest, get the biggest money fight or the biggest uh, biggest splash, which obviously would be the. Uh, I'm the guy whose name I, wow. I promise I would not say, um, but you know who it is. And um, you could say but it, if, but if, but for me, yeah, not GSP. The guy that I think I want to see him fight. I want to see him go to his natural weight division. I want to see him, you know, fight Woodley. But it seems like the UFC or at least Dana White has no interest in booking Tyron Woodley with anybody. So wow. Okay, so you actually don't want to see him fight Whitaker. I just don't think that that's his. You know, I <coughs> I don't think that's a. Uh, a great weight class for him. So um, I, I th- plus I think that there's a there's a ton of people who are in that weight class who are, 
you know, who, who could angle to, for that spot. For that spot. Um, so, I mean, I, I know you could probably say the same thing for Walter Wade, but, you know, GSP was longtime welterweight champion. Yeah. Um, you know, he was, he could be a two-weight champion again. Sure. I mean, uh, so, you know, he could sort of do in reverse what what that, uh, what the Irish guy did. Well, why are you so against saying I promised thing? somebody online. You did. Not you actually promised someone. No. Why? What's wrong with the Connor? I mean, he's right over there. He's a big part of oh, the yeah. sport. Okay. What's wrong with him? Somebody said they would give a hundred dollar donation to a to a charity. Really? If I, Jeez, if I didn't, please, so. so you would actually advocate for him to relinquish the belt, GSP go down, or do you want to see him be a champion like like Connor did? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure how the way the way things are these days. You know, it's so you don't want fluid. someone to be a champion in two different. Ways. I don't. I don't. It, it, I mean, it holds I, things up, right? It, yeah. yeah. I, I also feel like he's at that point <laughs> in his career where he just where. Even though typically I'm so all about the belts, I feel like he's at this point in his career, he is such a legend that the, the next fights should be fights that are really kind of blockbuster fights. And, right. I, and maybe, you know, maybe a Whitaker fight is that in the sense that it's in terms of competition, but seeing him uh, return to his, his uh, long, the, 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 the weight class that he for a long time dominated, That'd be kind of cool. What do you do? I don't know. I would like to see him defend the belt. There's obviously a really 185. Famous, yeah, yeah. There's a really famous saying in MMA, you're not the champion until you've actually defended the belt. I feel like if, you know, and don't get me wrong, what he did on Saturday night was amazing, but I feel like if he were to either retire or go to a different weight class, say 170, yeah. um, there would always be like a little asterisk there. Like, you know, he won the belt, but, you know, he didn't really beat anybody at 185 to get it and he didn't really defend it. Huh. I would like to see him defend it, restore some order in the middleweight division you know get that title unification bout with Robert Whitaker um, and if he gets past Robert Whitaker I think you know that that just takes his you know the the, the level of his achievement of, of gaining the, the middleweight crown that just takes it to a whole other level and then after that I think he could he, he's in his own right to vacate it and, and perhaps chase that money fight with Connor you know or Tyron Woodley whatever you whatever. think there's a chance he never fights again I think it's possible. I feel like, yeah, I actually yeah. feel like it's possible. Like, he didn't definitively say no to that either, right? Which is a crazy concept. You come all the way back, right? You do the whole thing, and then you say, peace out. Yeah, yeah I, I, I got to admit that part of the reason I came early okay. here was because I thought that was what he was going to announce. Oh, really? I, wow. I kind of felt like— Why? Why did you feel that way? I don't know. He, you know, he, came, he decided to come on your program a special— because he knows that this I, is the I, program. I thought, I thought that he was. I thought that was what was going to happen. Really, I was kind of expecting it. Wow! So, uh, so, so you wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't fight again. I would not that. be shocked. I would. In fact, I would say that if I were, you know, thinking about all the different possibilities, it would be just as likely in my mind that he doesn't fight again as as Whitaker or welterweight. Any of those possibilities, um, I would say that that's. I would weigh that one just as heavily as the others. I mean, he just accomplished something great. I mean, yeah. he just became a, a part of a very selected few that have been, you know, champions in the UFC in two different weight classes. And the way he did it was amazing. Uh, from what it seems, apparently the pay-per-view did very well. Yeah. So, you know, if you're going to retire, retire on top. GSP's always been a very smart fighter. Um, if he were to call it quits after this one, I think, you know, that, that'd be very GSP-like. Yeah, he, 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 uh, he left the sport at a time when he was sort of mentally sapped. Yeah. You know, and he, he knew enough to get out of the sport at that time. And think about some of the other great fighters, because I know that we've talked about is the, after he won this belt, is he the greatest ever? Think about some of the other people who you would put in that category. You think of a guy like 
like Fedor or Melianenko, and think about what his career was like once he sort of lost a little bit. He's, you know, started losing fights, and then he started winning fights against kind of nobody. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what, what he's done. Then you then you think about a guy like um, uh, Anderson Silva. You know, he's won one of his last six fights. He, he didn't know when to get out of the sport. GSP knew when to get out. Then he decided he was ready to get back in, but who's to say he's not ready to, he just didn't want this challenge, and then... Yeah, and Goodbye it's fascinating again. to hear him talk about like how much he actually hates fighting. Yeah, this isn't something he spoke about in the past. Like you hear that from like the Nick Diaz of the world, he said that, but like I get the impression he really doesn't like doing this. Like he likes the aftermath, he likes the training, he likes maybe the buildup, but the actual like week and and the stress and the tension, you know, why keep doing it if yeah. you hate it that? I much, sort of feel like the, the the moment that the referee waves him and yeah. his opponent together. His distaste for it seems to go away. I don't see that in that moment, Maybe but yes, certainly yes, in the yes. moment coming up to it. I mean, he talked all that stuff he talked to you about, uh, you know, in the back when he was thinking he was in the jinxed locker room, and all that stuff was was really fascinating. It's it's um, and and I can imagine, you know, like there's a, there's very few moments where I can imagine myself in the place of yeah, one of yeah. these athletes because they do things that I certainly would never do. But that's the one where I, I think if I was in the back waiting to go out there and be locked into a cage with another highly trained professional fighter, I would be kind of nervous as well. And I don't. And then here's a guy who has more skills than just about anybody on the planet, and he has that emotion. But, but I, I think that happens to everyone. Um, to you a know, degree. To a degree, of course. Like Matt Brown has <laughs> talked about how he wanted to take an Uber and, and leave the arena. Uh, Donald Cerrone has said, has said that he gets super nervous. Like yeah. you know, in, in James Vick actually did an interview with MMA Junkie this past week and said like he has seen fighters freak out in the locker room and he thinks that they're mentally weak. Why would you freak yeah. out? So I think that there are two... Yeah different sides of the spectrum right. but yes it is a natural thing right you're going to a course, cage yeah. with another human but being. i think once you're in there you know once you're in the actual fight all that goes away and then you know the reward of winning is is way greater than than you know the little stressful moment that i guess you go through in the locker room um but yeah i, I think you know it was really interesting just be talking about all this and 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 it i feel like to a degree it, it bothers him more than maybe more more you know other fighters huh. um but you know it's crazy how long he like kept the title for, and yet yeah, he feels, with all like, that stress. Yeah, with all that stress, and he doesn't really enjoy fighting. He was back to back fights, um, and Nine I feel like he really fights. enjoyed this process. So, is he the greatest ever? You know, it's funny because like John Jones com- comes back, beats Cormier, and everyone's he's the greatest yeah. ever. DJ, DJ go, go, yeah. goes ahead, breaks a record, does the mighty whiz bar. He's the greatest ever. Mm-hmm. Now GSP does this, and you know I, I think uh, he really did cement himself as as. One of the he's by far I think the the most decorated fighter of, you know his his resume name value of the people he beat you know two titles in the UFC um, for that sense I think yeah he's the most decorated fighter uh, ever um, as far as skill wise I'd still like to put Demetrius up there okay. um, just because I feel like Demetrius is such a complete fighter but I mean if you were to tell me that GSP is the greatest ever I wouldn't really have much you know it, yeah he it's, it's up there for sure yeah I mean until this the last. Um the last faux pas of John Jones, I would yeah. have said that far and away that there was no discussion that it was John Jones all the way. But once you get you pop for an anabolic steroid, you know that puts a black mark on you that I think is really difficult to 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 get away. And then you know Anderson Silva, the other guy, like I said, one one win in his last six fights. Now I know Anderson Silva at peak was probably uh, better than anybody that I ever saw. 
Um, but I think you have to include somebody's career. If they, if they stay in there, they, their career kind of, you know, continues. And he continued at a high level but was losing. Uh, GSP, uh, the only two losses on his resume, he avenged violently. I yeah. mean, both guys that he lost to, he went back and dominated and, you know, held one belt for a long time, goes and wins another belt after a four-year absence. I just can't see anybody else who has who uh, who, who I could put above him. Does he get extra points? And conversely, do John Jones and Anderson Silva lose points because of the PED stuff? Totally. For me, yeah, for me. Yeah. I mean, I think that. Look, I don't. You can't. I. I. From what I saw in the octagon, John Jones was most amazing fight I ever yeah. saw. Anderson Silva had moments when he was that guy. But once you taint yourself in that way, I think you lose some points. I don't. I wouldn't discredit them at all. If there was no GSP out there, I might still rank one of those guys number one. But but GSP exists, and he, GSP has, to all uh, to all appearances, been a clean fighter and advocated for others to be clean. Yeah. Uh, and that to me, that, that gives him huge points. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean... Once you, you fail a test, like we, we're not really exactly <laughs> sure how much PEDs actually enhance in MMA. We're not really sure, but I mean, it could be, could it be a decisive factor in like winning or losing? Probably. So, especially now that like USADA's in place and say a, a guy pops for and then they, they were fighting before the USADA era, then it kind of makes you question like, hmm, yeah. you know, maybe, maybe they were on. Maybe, maybe they weren't. Who knows? But, but there is that question. With GSP, he's passed every single drug test uh, USADA post you know fascinating that, to yeah. hear him say that he's in favor or okay with steroids if it's like for a movie or something like some people are just across the board I don't want to see it but well, to make that distinction I, I've never heard him say I that mean, I mean I I never heard him say it either but yeah. I think it is a kind of a silly uh, thing for people to yes, discount that I mean sure. I mean, I've, I know people that you know that they have asthma and they take a steroid sure. thing. I mean there are plenty of, yeah. of medicinal or, or therapeutic uses of, yep. of, of steroids and, and I don't think that it, the whole point is that for these for this competition, this is some these are substances that allow you to train better and train longer and train harder and recover when you, when you otherwise um, you know might be depleted and that makes you allows you to make yourself a better fighter. GSP has had to make himself a better fighter uh, in a natural way, and that and that's a disadvantage. So sure, Jeff. Let me ask you this: You've been covering sports for a long time. I think like 60, 70 years, right? Something like that. Uh, not quite. I about fi- <laughs> about fifty five. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, you were in the arena on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, I was in the back. I actually never stepped foot at MSG. I was doing like the scrums and things like that. Being there, you know, you've been to a lot of events. Uh, MMA or not, I mean, was that one of the greatest sporting events that you've ever, and especially like those top three, like that last 90 minutes or whatever it was, what was it like being in, and especially like the world's most famous arena, MSG, it's not just any arena, right? What was it like for those that weren't there? It, it was it was absolutely incredible. It really was. I think particularly if you think about the order of events, Yeah. Um, if, if anybody were to say beforehand, which of these three title fights is the sure thing? I think we would have all said, you know, that Rose versus Joanna is yeah. probably the the sure thing for the champion to to come out and win that. And it was <laughs> right from the start when you know when she dropped her, when Rose dropped her, I thought, oh cool, now it's going to be a fight because I thought oh, at least it'll be a competitive fight. But the idea that she was then going to go out moments later and finish her, it was one of the most stunning results that I've ever seen. You know, in that moment, live, um, and then the fights that came after it again. You know, uh, TJ gets dropped in the first round, and uh, I don't know how. You know, I'm not sure what the TV broadcast showed. If, but when he got up, he was 
wobbly and by, and yeah, going yeah, back yeah. to his corner. I there was some thought that geez, maybe they won't even let this fight continue because he really was sort of wobbling along to his corner. And for him to then come out and do what he did, and then of course you know GSP coming back from four years. I don't think that I've ever seen a a, a, a UFC event that I would put above this just because of you know three champions. Just seeing three title fights is special. To see any belts change hands is special. To see three belts change hands is special. And then to see all three happen in sudden violent finishes, sure. I mean, I just don't see anything better. Also, you have two undefeated champions losing for the first time. It's yeah. GSP coming um, back, it was, all that stuff was, more. Uh, Danny, let me ask you about uh, TJ. Um, great win, as, as Jeff just uh, laid out. And in the, we've talked a lot on this show about the TJ-DJ thing, right? And I think that most of us were against it when it was heading into the record-breaking fight. Um, but I feel like now is the time to do it. And, you know, Dominic Cruz is out. This changes things a little bit, right? Because we don't know what's going to happen to Jimmy Rivera. Jimmy Rivera now pushing for TJ Dillashaw. But to hear someone like TJ Dillashaw, who had just won the belt, his stature, champion, call out DJ. We've never had that before. Like, it's one thing with all due respect to the, you know, Benavidez's or the Sahudas of the world. But like to hear like one of the champions of the UFC now with his resume say, I'm going to go you know, beat that record or stop it. It's fake, all that stuff and more. That got me really excited. And I don't often like to see champion versus champion fights, but I feel like this is, there's no one really there at 125. If Pettis wins, maybe, but he hasn't been very active. 135 is a little open right now, especially with Dominic getting injured. Do you want to see this fight or do you prefer them to stay separate? No, I I do. I think, uh, you know, we you often discussing like who's the goat, right? Yeah. I think Demetrius Johnson broke the record, and that adds, you know, obviously, uh, you know, some uh, you know argument to, to his case. Uh, but other than that, is also fighting people outside of the weight class. What did Anderson Silva do? He went up to light heavyweight and, and took on bigger guys. What did GSP just do? Went up and took up uh, the middleweight champion. Um, I think uh, you know if DJ really wants to cement himself as one of the greatest, uh, I think you know the best step would be taking on TJ Dillashaw. I mean, would it be at 125 or 130? Do you want to see it for I the belt? I would like it to be at 135, to be honest. 135? Uh, one, 135 Why? or, or you 130. You want DJ to go up? Yeah. Because um, I, I then the record's on a play. Sure, but I honestly don't see... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, TJ Dillashaw seems pretty confident he can make 125. Oh, that's the problem. He's already pretty lean. Yeah. You know, he's not... Uh, you know, I, I don't see him carrying a little because, like, for example, when, when I saw Benavides fight at 135 and DJ, I always thought, you know, those guys could probably fight a weight class, yeah. you know, uh, down. You know, um, they look significantly smaller than you know the other 35ers. TJ Dillashaw doesn't really look sm- much smaller than the other 35ers, so I, I really don't think he can make. Do so you think it's too risky? I think there's it's also some risky, peril. Yeah. I think there's a little bit of peril here because. Let's say they fight at 135 and Dillashaw wins the fight. Yeah. Your 125 champion still has a belt and and you know you look at him as well, you know, he's still a champion but he tried to go up to a higher weight class and and lost and he failed there. Yeah. And he and you don't diminish his 125 standing is not quite as diminished. Yeah. On the other hand, if Dillashaw if your 135 pound champion goes and tries to fight at 125 and loses, yeah. Suddenly, you know, well, who's the bantamweight champion? I mean, he would be the bantamweight champion yeah. if they're fighting, but now your bantamweight champion can't even beat the guy at a weight class below. So I think uh-huh. it, I think it causes a little bit of a. Uh, so why not just meet in the middle? Well, because then what's at stake? Uh, I mean, just see who's the better man. Is that not big just enough? Just a super fight, I guess. But, then, but see, if if DJ goes up to one thirty five, he can't fight those guys at one. Or doesn't like he's not at his best, right? So what if he wins? Well, 
Yeah. Right? I mean, because then you're stuck with him as champion. I feel like the story here is TJ going down to stop the, the streak, yeah. right? I was supposed to fight you before. Your streak is padded. You've been fighting nobodies. Now come face me. I feel like that's the story here, right? But 10 pounds is a lot yeah. of weight, especially when you're, you know, if you're a heavy, if you're like heavyweight dropping down to middleweight, you know, it's, 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 you know, a little easier. But when you're already 135, going down 10 pounds is a lot. I really don't think TJ can make 125. Okay. I mean, maybe he can. I mean, I, I agree with you. That is the story. But I just was pointing out that there is a certain peril yeah. that, that I think you don't have to deal with when you have a lighter champion moving up. There's a little bit of this kind of a built-in Oh yeah, but we still have a you know we still have a 125 pound champion. And he doesn't get devalued the same way that I think Dillashaw would be severely devalued. Sure, I think it. 130 would be the perfect weight because you know Jeff brings up a good point. Like, sure, if if DJ wins and you do you do as well. If DJ wins at 135, then that sort of creates issues because what is he going to defend two belts? Yeah. Uh, is he going to take on the other 35ers? What about TJ? Is he going to keep making that cut if he gets the flyweight belt? 130, you get a little bit of both, you know, both worlds. Not a severe cut for you know, Dillashaw, uh, and you know it's it's more uh, possible to make that fight. And it doesn't hurt either weight class if whatever the result may be. Yesterday we broke the news that Dominic Cruz is out of the fight on December 30th. This is a big blow. It's a very important fight. It's a number one contender fight at 135. I really feel bad for Jimmy Rivera. Jimmy yeah. Rivera postponed his uh, honeymoon to take this fight. So I mean, it's just it's just a gut punch. Um, Aljamain Sterling now campaigning for the fight. What do you guys want to see happen there? Do you want to see Jimmy just wait for Cruz? Do you think that he should be in the mix for TJ? Do you want to see that Aljamain fight? Any other ideas? Well, one thing I didn't, I mean, I did see that news, but I didn't see how long Cruz is out. I mean, I know well, the other one, the, the other fight that fell yeah. out, Frank Edgar, yeah. supposedly six weeks, but he's a... a Twelve, six a, weeks for training, 12 total. And But, but, uh, um... But Cruz, it could be a longer-term yeah. thing, and, and waiting is certainly with his own peril. It does seem as though the uh, rivera Aljamain sterling thing, there's already some, there's, some heat there. They don't yeah. like each other. There's a lot of yeah, back and friction. forth. I mean, as you know, I mean, that's not my domain. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of all that kind of stuff. But when you're kind of desperate for a fight, you might as well make one where people might get, get into it. And it would certainly be an interesting uh, matchup. So. Sure, sure. I feel like Jimmy Rivera has done so much and yeah. deserves the title shot so bad that I would hate to, you know, risk it all and take a fight that he doesn't need to take. Because in my opinion, he's he's already a top guy. I mean, I wouldn't be pissed if if he were to go on and fight Dillashaw. I, I think it makes sense. Um, I think if they don't make the Dillashaw Demetrius Johnson fight, Just they have to plug in. Jimmy what do you Rivera, prefer to yeah. see? Um, man, that's a tough one. Because like, as as a fan, I guess I would like to see Dillashaw versus. Um, Demetrius Johnson, just because, you know, that's never seen before. It's yeah. a, a super fight. That's what it really is. But just to be fair and, 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 and you know, be, be, be just, uh, you know, I think Jimmy Rivera deserves it. Uh, but, you know, again, a tough one. But I guess as a fan, I would rather see Dillashaw, Demetrius Johnson go at it. Still can't get over what Rose Amayunas did and the way in Amazing, which she did yeah. it and her post-fight comments and her demeanor and just everything about her. She's such a fascinating individual. And we've I feel like we have this connection to her because we've seen her grow up in front of our eyes from just being Pat Barry's girlfriend to the Invicta fighter, ultimate fighter. You know, she gets the title fight early on in her career. She 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 stumbles, works her way back up, et cetera. And she's had her ups and downs, you know, with Pat and in Atlanta against Carolina, et cetera. And she finally does it. And afterwards, she didn't seem all that interested in an immediate rematch. And you can understand that. But on the flip side, you remember we were on this show and someone asked us a question last week, you know, of the three champions, right. should they lose? 
who deserves an immediate rematch. We all picked Joanna, I believe, yeah. um, because she had successfully defended the title five times. Joanna says, come May, I'll be champion again. Rose is saying, I don't know if it makes sense, first round knockout, things like that. What do you think is going to happen and what do you want to see happen? I tend to think it will be there will be a rematch. Immediate. Um, I, somewhat. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that she's in the driver's seat now. And, and I, and I um, Rose, okay. she's the champion. And, uh, you know, and I also want to second your, your thoughts about how she handled not just the fight. I mean, the fight was amazing yeah. and how she performed, but the whole thing with, with talking about how uh, just kind of shooting down this whole trash talking thing. I yeah. mean, it's really interesting when you think about it. The three yeah. non trash talkers all won. And, and I think I even tweeted this out there's only really one trash talker. Left of all the champions of the eleven champions the UFC has, there's really only one person who treats opponents without respect. I, I can't think of the person's name, but but I know there's one. Okay, but that's all fair. Not without respect. He's actually quite in, respectful in the aftermath. Yes, okay, in the fair aftermath enough. There is, fair enough. But I'm talking about in the lead up. In the lead up. And, and using using kind of you know negativity and using kind of uh, insults and even sometimes going over the line and, and using sure, sure. Uh, you know racist racist talk that kind of stuff in the lead up as a promotional tool. I, I'm never a big fan of that, and now we have ten of the eleven champions who I don't think have any any uh, track record of doing that. And I think Rose is uh, is a, is really a leading proponent of of kind of coming in as uh, saying, "Hey, I'm going to compete with you." So I'm a big fan of that, and so I I think it's time to let her bask in her accomplishment. I I think the obvious <laughs> fight would be for her to for her to uh, uh, fight against Joanna. Uh, and uh, but I but I think it's fine for her to sort of sit back and and take a little time. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any clear contender at that weight class at yeah. the moment. I think Michelle Watterson and Tisha Torres are fighting in December, but sure. Rose actually has wins over both of them. Yeah, and then yeah. especially Watterson, which was recent. Yeah, very. Um, recent. I think if Claudia Gadella would have gone past Jessica Andrade, that would have been you know a no brainer. Mm. Uh, uh, but she didn't. Yeah, and Jessica Andrade just recently fought yeah. for the title. Um, so I think everything points for an immediate rematch here. Uh, plus, you know. You know, Jacek wasn't one of these champions where she just won the belt and perhaps defended it once yeah. or twice. No, she had it for quite a while, defended it six times. Right. Uh, I, I think uh, an immediate rematch is the move to make. So a fascinating thing here because leading up to the fight, I was talking to Mark Ramundi about this, how Joanna's demeanor was reminding me a lot of Ronda yeah. Rousey's um, going into the Holly Holm fight, how she was getting a little too riled up. And it seemed like every time Rose was kind of ignoring it and shutting her off, Joanna was getting even more riled up and getting off her game and like putting her fist in her face. And then at the ceremonial way, it's talking about how Pat Barry disrespected her, you know, her coach and things like that. Um, and it just reminded me a lot. And then of course we see what happens, but then on the flip side, she did the complete opposite of Rhonda. She shows up to the press conference. She takes accountability. Her team reached out to me and said, we'd like to come on your show. I mean, I, I never reach out to people who have just lost a title fight. I want to give them space. And they never reach out to me either. They don't ask to come on. They don't want anything to do with media. She wanted to come on and talk about it and show everyone I'm okay. And she even said herself, don't compare me to Ronda Rousey. But then she says the thing I didn't tap. And then people are kind of giving her crap. Can we give her a pass on that? Like, like people are like, oh, why didn't you push her? Why didn't you, you know, why didn't you? Look, she, let her say what she wants. Let her believe what she wants. She just got knocked out, all that. Let's give her some credit. Like we talk a lot about Rhonda and how she handled it. And we've talked about how others have handled it well. She pretty, I mean, like that was pretty remarkable for someone who was on the cusp of tying history with everything she said, with everything she did to lose like that on a stage like this 
and then kind of, you know, show up and take the heat. My respect for her went up, even even if, you know, it, it looked on television that she tapped. That doesn't really matter to me. I, I, I don't feel like that really means anything. She's not taking away anything from Rose. Do you disagree? No, I don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> The whole tapping thing or non-tapping, yeah. I don't, I don't buy that anyway. I mean, I, I don't. Th- this idea that tapping to being choked is, is okay, yeah. but if you tap the strikes, you're a you lesser know, person. It's crazy. You, get, you don't get concussed by it. Right. I mean, that's a pretty nasty thing, and I don't. So even if she did, I don't care what, whether she did or she didn't. And even watching it, yeah, you saw her hand touch, but it, but uh, first of all, it seemed as though the referee was already stopping the fight, and it also seemed as though it's also possible that she was just. You know, sort of, uh, I don't know, not not really on purpose, just sort of just hitting hitting the mat. I mean, it didn't seem if she says she didn't, she wasn't tapping. You know, who I'm cares? just gonna I'm gonna who buy cares? that. Yeah. And that Dan, doesn't matter. Wasn't the man who was sitting here just a little bit ago tapped due to strikes at one yeah. point in his career? Matt Sarah. Matt Sarah, and you know he's considered one of the goats. So uh, I, I think we we shouldn't put too much stock okay. in oh tap due to strikes. Who cares? And her thing afterward, I mean, you 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 pointed it out. Um, Probably one of the first things she said at the post-fight press conference was, yeah. "Don't compare me to yeah. Ronda Rousey." It was Amazing. so it was like she cut that off immediately, yep. and so she did have that kind of Rousey style lead up, but then she completely turned around and was and was very cognizant of it. It wasn't yep. she really? No one asked her about it, right? She yeah. sort of pointed it out immediately, and I thought that was was really good. So uh, yeah, all all power to her. And but, also, we we see people when they lose and have like these huge losses. We saw Daniel Cormier was just devastated, yeah, yeah. sort of dwell. On the loss, Joanna was just already. I'm going to be back, and I'm going to get that rematch. Yep. And you know, she was already looking forward to to what's next. All three champions, of course, yeah. handled their um, wins very well. And as you said, they're the non trash talkers, so you sort of expect that. Right. All three f- uh, former champions now, I thought, also handled their losses very well on Saturday. So I thought it was a really nice night for MMA, and you know, just the honor involved in the sport. Uh, by the way, one last thing on on Saturday: Do you guys want to see Michael Bisping fight again? I think that there was some kind of push to maybe have him retire. He said, I'm not going out like that. Do you care to see him fight again? Uh, he has a litany of people he could choose from, right? From Rockhold to Weidman, you know, to Romero. Do you care to see him fight at this stage? I, um, he's, not, he's not one of those people who I don't want to see. So okay. there are fighters like somebody else on that card. Johnny Hendricks wants to fight again. I'm not that interested in seeing Certainly him. not against people like Paulo Costa, right? I know. I know. I just saw that yes. guy walking out. I mean, I'm, I, weigh, I weigh him by about 100 pounds and I'm not going anywhere near him. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I don't think that, but but I would not lump Bisping in that category. I know that he's ser- certainly suffered damage as I and so forth. And if he were to walk away, I would say more power to you. Great. But um, if he decides that he doesn't want to walk, go, leave the sport with that as, a, as the final moment and he wants to take a fight, say, in London, yeah. um, I, you know, Great. I mean, I've always enjoyed watching him fight. He's never, I think, other than maybe the rock, the one Rockhold fight, he's never had um, the first Rockhold fight. Yep. He's never had a fight where he was beaten sort of easily. Every Everybody yeah, who's yeah. beaten him Those has games. had to really work hard, and I don't think his, his skills are diminished, so um, whatever, you know, yeah. if he wants to do it. Well, 100% on the same boat. I mean, when we want guys to sort of walk away from the sport, it's guys that have been on a losing streak that are getting knocked out, and they're just not themselves. 
Michael Bisping was doing well against George St. Pierre until he got caught. Uh, I mean, yes, he was taken down, but he was also got back on his feet. He was very competitive, um, and he was just champion. So this is this is not a guy that's been losing a lot and that you know needs to hang him up. I think he he has a lot left in him, and he's he's also a guy that um, I think will miss him when he's gone. And yeah. these type of guys like Uriah Faber, you sort of want to see them walk away on good terms, you know, with a win in their hometown. So I, I would love to see Michael Bisping fight one more time in the UK, you know, against a favorable matchup. I think a lot of people are throwing out there Yo Romero, Luke Rockhold, Chris Weidman, all these. Uh, one that's not being talked about that I would actually like to see uh, would be Bitor Belfort. Oh. Um, you know, Bitor Belfort, I know he's also one of those guys that's towards the end. Rematch. but you know, He's the coming off... The guy who gave him the, the eye injury. Yeah, oh. he's, he's coming off a win. Um, that'd be an opportunity for Michael Bisping to get back, you know, a loss that he had. Um, I think many would agree that perhaps this time around, if they face is, is different terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it'd be, you know, Vitor Belfort still carries a big promotional name to yeah. headline a card or it'd be a co-main event or something. And this time something. in England, how about that? Yeah. I will, uh, I'll co-sign that. That's a, that's a good so, idea. Yeah, there is a, there is a long list. Um, we're running out of time, so let's play a quick, quick game of Factor Fiction here, okay? Factor Fiction, the UFC should now book Cub Swanson against Max Holloway in Detroit after Frankie Edgar got injured. News came out yesterday. I'll say fiction. Fiction. Uh, okay, so. Well, because I'm more interested in the fight than I am in the date. So um, I think that the Frankie Edgar fight is the fight to make if they can wait for Frankie Edgar. And if they can't, didn't Jose Aldo come out yesterday and say he would You'd do You'd rather it? Jose Aldo against think, Max I think, Holloway. I think if, Aldo, if Holloway's going to get a, a replacement opponent, I think Aldo is better a better opponent than wow, Swanson. That is fascinating. And we, we can't forget that Swanson actually beat, um, excuse me, Holloway beat Swanson rather definitively in Newark. Right. Um, a little, what was it, like three years ago or so. Right. So, and, and of course he just beat Jose Aldo. No really great answer here. And especially on just a yeah. few weeks notice, what do you do? Factor fiction. I would like to say fact, just because if you look at the top five of the featherweight division, it's Jose Aldo, Ricardo Lamas, those two are fighting each other. Um, who else is in there? Um, Artem Lobov. Ar- no, no, of course. Yeah, no, Frankie Edgar. But, yeah, you know, Brian Ortega is in the mix. Um, and then the other guy is Cub Swanson. I think I think it makes sense. Plus, I think we've we've went through a, a patch in MMA where everything was sort of felt clogged. The middleweight division felt clogged. Connor sort of cl- clogged the you know the lightweight division yeah. and the featherweight division. I just want things to get even Cody Garbrandt's injury. You know, yeah. the fight with Dillashaw was supposed to happen a while back. I just want to see you know titles get defended, things get moving along. But it's a title fight, so I mean, yeah. and, and it was supposed to be Edgar. And if you're going to replace the the challenger, it has. To, I think it has to be somebody who's who's, um, you know, either has been a champion or is right. ready to be a champion. I think Aldo's... Holloway wants our man on the card. He's very vocal about that. Um, yesterday, Holly Holmes' agent, Lenny Fresca, has told me the cyborg fight is dead. It's not happening at 219. Fact or fiction, the UFC should now do Amanda Nunes versus Chris Cyborg because Nunes doesn't have an opponent at 135. Raquel Pennington breaking her leg in a uh, car accident. It, it, uh, at what weight class? At 145 or 140? I don't know. Keep them I busy. Know. I mean, I don't know. I'm not- There's no opponent for both of them, and they don't have a main event for 219 now. Maybe Connor comes up. There I say his name. I, yeah. I, I, mean, I don't know. The, I don't know that you. You've got a champion at one thirty-five, and unless there's a compelling reason to have her move up by ten yeah. pounds, I, I don't know that you want to mess around with that. Okay, so you say fiction. I'll say fiction. I say fiction. Yeah, I, I honestly don't think uh, Amanda Nunes wants to fight Chris Cyborg. I think that goes both ways. Um, I just don't see them fighting each other. I, the, the women's featherweight division is, is very interesting. I don't know who they're going to bring in, but the person that made sense was Holly Holm. I would like to see yeah. that fight get booked down the line. If not UFC 219, oh well. 
but uh, certainly that, at some other events. And things that have been dead have often been resuscitated. I do feel, though, that he's going to stick to his guns on this one after speaking to him, at least for December 30th, maybe down the line, as he said, but for December 30th. Factor Fiction, you want to see uh, Darren Till versus Wonderboy Thompson, as Dana White said. Now, that whole story is kind of confusing. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing was, <laughs> I don't know what to make of the whole thing, but the reporting, to be quite honest, was a little bit confusing. But it's clear he wants to make that fight. However, Wonderboy's dad told me he absolutely does not want to see that fight happen. He has a doctor appointment today, Wonderboy does, to check out his thumbs. But that fight, do you like it next for both guys, or do you side with uh, Mr. Thompson, who says, thanks, but no thanks? Yeah, I'm also going to go fiction with that one. I'm, I'm Mr. Fiction this time. Okay. I, I guess fiction because, you know, Wonderboy is, what, the number two guy, guy yeah. in that division. And I think Till needs another fight in order to get to that point. Okay. And uh, there's, I'm not sure who, who that fight would be, but, uh, but I think he needs one more to move up. Platinum Perry. I'll say fiction, yeah, yeah. and uh, the UFC needs to chill. I mean, Darren, <laughs> Darren Till just came off as the yeah. biggest superstar. Everyone's talking about him, and putting him up against Stephen Wonderboy Thompson yeah. is a huge mistake. Yeah. We just saw what he did to Jorge Masvidal. Jorge Masvidal is ex- more experienced than, than than Till, a great striker. You know, can wrestle, good ground game, and and he just made him look confused. He, you know, Masvidal just couldn't figure him out. I think uh, Thompson is one of the hardest fights in the division. Uh, just given his style and to put Till would be, you know, very risky. He would probably get a loss there and then his whole stardom would go down. I would like to see him get, you know, a manageable fight that would still test him. uh, But, you know, that's more closer to his range. And even if you do win that fight, it's hard to uh, look good against one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just ask Rory McDonald, right? Last one. Fact or fiction. This is the best year in UFC's history. Well, Dana well, White said. I mean, so. I, I, the <laughs> president of the UFC said yeah. this is the best one. So of the course. best. Yeah, of course. You don't know what you guys are talking about. Of course. How dare you? Of course. The absolute best. Absolutely. It's not even close. Fact. Fact. Okay. Well, because we got it from the president of the company. Right. Well, but we, what more can we want other right. than that? Come on. Of course. Fiction. All right. <laughs> Come on. But does not um, know what he's talking about. Absolutely. Look, not. I mean. I really, looking at, at the calendar towards the end of the year and, and with this event, they really managed to turn things around. But then all these injuries came yeah. out, man. Yesterday was kind of a depressing it day. It was. Yeah. It was just injury after yeah. another. And I really think if things would have kept together, man, they would have closed the year in, in a great way, especially with this card and the cards that, that, that were coming. But man, all these injuries and, and the, uh, the Holly Holm. Holly Holm and the Wonderboy. Yeah. Uh, it's an interesting story to follow, 219, because uh, remember... They announced Ronda Rousey versus Amanda Nunes as the main event for the year-end show in September. It's now almost mid-November. That shows in a month and a half. That's supposed to be like one of their, you know, right. tentpole events, if you will. Right. And there's still no main event. Maybe Connor comes and saves the day. Uh, maybe someone else, but we shall see. As of right now, Holly Holm and their team say thanks, but no thanks. This was fun, guys. Did well, you enjoy it? It's just like, our debut, and yes. I had George St. Pierre as my opening act. I mean, wow, this is pretty awesome. And the most good-looking man in the world in the middle? Not Danny. I mean, oh, oh, somebody else. Oh, yeah, I mean, what a day. It's the MMA beat meets the MMA hour. This has been a long time coming. I appreciate you guys doing this. Thank you very much for coming in. Uh, Rob, you can hit my music. We are out of time. The guys in the back are going to be very upset at me because I went five minutes over. But there was so much to get in today. We could have gone. This feels weird. I feel like because usually I'm on this set and I go like, you know, 75 hours. I feel like I'm actually 
being lazy today, right? I feel like I'm not really putting it in my... You did a show on Mondays. That's right? true. That's true. You like these guys, Jeff? I do. Yeah, this is nice. Making this is uh, Fedor. Agreeing with you. This is... Oh, yes. This is Mr. Hoist, and this is... Uh, I think it's Randy Couture. That's yeah, what Randy they tell me. Yeah. It looks kind of slim, but... Well, there was a lot more that we could talk about. Of course, Norfolk coming up. Best fight on that card. Anyone have uh, a say? Matt Brown not retiring anymore against Diego Sanchez. Of course, Anthony Pettis Maybe. against Dustin Poirier. Sage North cut back. Marlon Moraes versus John Don, Dodson. John Dodson. That's, that's, a, that's, that's a great, great fight. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Also, Bellator back on Friday. So another busy week in the world of MMA. I want to thank George St. Pierre for coming in. I want to thank his team. I want to thank the UFC for bringing him in as well. What an honor. What a privilege that was. It was so great to have him in studio. Royalty, really. For Canadians, royalty. It was amazing to have him in there. You guys are not bad as well. And then we followed that up with Paulo Costa and, of course, Eric Albaracin coming in, flying in to do this. Uh, it has been a great day. Like I said, I could do this every day. If we get guests like that, wow, what a pleasure. Wake up every day, do that. That is a dream come true. And I want to thank both Danny and Jeff for coming in as well. So this has been a special Thursday edition of the show. Uh, back Monday for our regular MMA hour, then Thursday we'll be back, of course, for the MMA beat. There's a long stretch of shows where we're doing MMA beat every week, so get used to that. But for now, we shall say goodbye again. Thank you so much to GSP. Congratulations on the win. Thank you very much to Paulo Costa. Bohashinha! Thank you very much to him for coming in, and congratulations, of course, thank you to Danny, Jeff, the rest of the crew. Peace, I'm out of here. We'll see you on Monday for the MMA Hour. Support for this podcast came from SAS. Data is everything, and now everything is data, which means more to process, more to analyze, and now more than ever, speed to answers matters. So how do you produce those answers as fast as the world produces data? With SAS VIA, the quickest way from a billion points of data to a point of view. It's a more productive data and AI platform that helps you get more done. Learn more today at sas.com slash VIYA. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on home mom? No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.